Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hoping my phone doesn't oh, die this session. Yeah, no, no, no dead phones, no dogs eating character sheets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nature Check, the game, the show where you come for the game and save for the science, and also all of the weird things we talk about. Um, <laughs> we're so glad. That you're here with us. Um, so <laughs> first we'll do some introductions. My name is Cheryl and I'm a PhD student in ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Uh, when I'm not doing research, I make videos on biology, ecology, and environmental science over on The Roving Naturalist on the YouTubes. Uh, I'm also the GM for the game, but now I'm going to have the players introduce themselves, starting with the top left-hand part of the screen. That's Joe. Hi, I'm Joe. Um, I am a doctoral student at the University of Wyoming. I am uh, currently studying um, why weeds hurt crops, as well as some um, insecticide toxicology work that um, uh, hopefully we'll be chatting about later in the episode. I just posted it on Twitter. So, uh, yep. Go Neat. check it out. Awesome. Uh, and next is Nancy. Hello, my name is Nancy, as Cheryl just said. Uh, I'm an entomologist, which means that I study bugs, and I live in Quito, Ecuador, where I conduct my own personalized tours of the Ecuadorian ecosystems focused on ecology, conservation, and insects. All right, and Peter? Uh, hey, everybody, my name is Peter Coffey. Um, I am an agriculture extension educator in Maryland, which means I teach people about agriculture, but my background is also in entomology, so my focus is generally on pest management, insect pest management. Um, and I'm currently broadcasting tonight from my childhood bedroom, uh, so uh, you can see some of my, my early uh, biological art, the squid here, <laughs> back when I wanted to be a marine biologist. And I think this is a boat, and this is the top of the water, so... And a dolphin. Oh, nice. So, I yeah, found... Is it a boat? It looks kind of like... It could be a whale, maybe, with, like, a flipper. Uh, I thought don't, it was a don't, don't criticize my art, Cheryl. That's very, I wasn't that's criticizing. Cool I was just asking. Put me on blast on the internet like that for my art ability. <laughs> I found, like, a piece of art from when I was, like, five, and it was a swallowtail butterfly, and I had written on the side of it, it was like, this part is supposed to be orange, but I don't have orange. And Aww. I was like... <laughs> and it seemed like... So, it was like, so people would ask me, like, have you always liked bugs? And I'm like, I don't remember. And I found that piece of paper, and I was like, apparently, yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> I love it. Um, and last but not least, Ryan. Hi, everybody. I'm Ryan. I'm an entomologist. Uh, I live in what? Pittsburgh, where I am the associate director of integrated pest management at a conservatory and botanical garden. So I do basically all aspects of plant health, um, you know, from... The entomology to plant pathology, plant nutrition, um, as well as urban and structural pests and, and all of those things. Cool. All right. Uh, if you're watching us right now live on Twitch or Periscope, it looks like we've got at least one person watching on Periscope. Hey, thanks for being here. Um, <laughs> Well, we really we really appreciate you watching if you're watching now or if you're watching later. Um, we really hope you're going to enjoy what you see this evening. And if you have any questions for the cast, please put them in the chat on Twitch or Periscope, or you can tweet them at us. Um, and I will be doing my best to catch your questions in the chat, and we'll try to answer them mid-game or when we take our halfway break or something like that. So feel free to ask us all the questions or put us on blast for our art 
talents or whatever. Um, <laughs> please be kind. Um, <laughs> um, if you really like what you see and you like watching us, please consider coming to our first ever live in-person event. That's right. The cast of Nature Check plus two special guest players will be playing Dungeons and Dragons at the same table in the party room of the Urban Chestnut Brewing Company's Grove Beer Hall location on Saturday, November 16th at 6 p.m. Central Time. There will be beer discounts for those who come to watch the game in the beer hall, and there will be uh, opportunities for live audience participation. Um, so please come join us if you can. Uh, but of course, if you can't be with us in person that night, the game will still be streamed live on Twitch and Periscope as well. So you'll still get to see the hilarity even if you're not in the room with us. Uh, the last bit of housekeeping is the socials. Uh, you can find Nature Check on Twitter at at CheckNature. So please follow us there for updates and things. And please subscribe or follow or whatever uh, to Nature Check both on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, every game session will be uploaded and accessible on the YouTube channel, and you'll also be able to find our after show recaps, our nature chats on the YouTube channel. Um, so please go check that out. Um, you can also access the game and the nature chats in podcast form on Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. So I have done my best to make sure that we are in all the podcast places. Uh, as a friendly PSA from a DM who got very scared this afternoon, please, please, please remember to periodically back up all of the documents on your digital devices. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and is there anything anybody else would like to plug? <laughs> can that can that be how we end every episode from now on? I feel like that's a that's a really solid yeah. like back up your devices. <laughs> mm -hmm. Don't yeah. forget to Actually... back up your devices. Actually, it might be fun um, at the end of every episode just to give, like, a piece of random advice. Scientific <laughs> like, or otherwise. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, you know, Sawbones has don't drill a hole in your head. Mm. I feel like Very that's good advice. advice. Nice. Back, yeah. back up yeah. your data, back up your game files, back up <laughs> your devices. All right. <laughs> in that case, if nobody else has anything they'd like to plug right now, we will get started. <clears throat> Civilizations grew, flourished, and fell on the continents of Lacidus for hundreds of years. But in the year 885, everything changed. Where once the gods of the Pantheon held sway over various continents and made their presence known in frequent and tangible ways to mortals, now a dread silence and emptiness reigned. Civilizations fell into internal turmoil and tensions mounted between empires. The faiths of nations were shaken, and new versions of old religions began to sprout. Spells once commonplace and relied upon, those that required the gods' particular attentions, no longer functioned. Access to and contact with all other planes disappeared or seemed blocked. The continent of Arda, still colloquially known as the God's Garden, was once the sacred and protected realm of Obed-Hai and Elana. At the moment of the loss, the strong protective spells surrounding the continent fell, and the shores and interior became accessible to any who wished entry on whatever business. In 952, a ship from the Tenebrian Navy took shelter in the large river mouth at the southeastern corner of Arda, and the sailors erected a small fort for protection. Over the years, the fort grew into a town, and the town grew into a small city. While Tenebria officially holds no claim over Arda, no outside nation has yet claimed dominion over the continent, New Seychester is, for all intents and purposes, a Tenebrian colony. 
now. It is early evening on Hextum, the 24th day of Mistrun in the year 972. A lot has happened in one day. This morning, you all began an investigation into the murder that led to the incarceration of Kay's brother, Jay. First, you went to the city jail and Kay talked to Jay. Then you went to the home of Janet Green and spoke to both the young lady and her father, who informed you that she would not be able to provide Jay with an alibi due to some complications. You went on to look for information about those complications, then visited the scene of the murder. Luckily for you, the weather has been mild in the days between when the murder occurred and your investigation, meaning that Kay was able to locate some pieces of glass and a cork in the alleyway. With help from the apothecary Elsa, Fletcher was able to identify the cork and glass as having come from a bottle of Alchemist's Fire. You also visited Pops, the other apothecary in town, but he was unable to help you determine where the chemical mixture may have come from, as it's a very common device in this world. Now, you have returned to the Green home and entered Hudson's office as requested. As you closed the door, you saw a girl sitting in a chair in a corner of the room. She seems to be of indeterminate age, with long blue-black hair that she wears in a thick braid wrapped with leather. Her black eyes are thin and almond-shaped and look well in her almost elvish face. She is perhaps five foot five, but still manages to command the room. And here we are. I need my notebook. I'm so bad at getting organized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, Mr. Green, uh, who, who is joining us tonight? You didn't say we would uh, be having extra company. Uh, well, um, yes. Uh, this is... Uh, well, this is the person that I said uh, I hoped we would be able to talk to. Um, I, uh, well, I've had some bad luck with my ships and my trade recently, uh, some storms at sea and things happen, uh, and I lost some ships, and that means that I now owe some people some money, and, and he just sort of gestures helplessly at the girl in the chair. Uh, he seems very much uh, at a loss for what to do or what to say. So you owe her money? And uh, he just sort of nods. I, I, I don't see the connection here between... Um, I, I mean, I empathize certainly with your financial troubles, but uh, what does this all have to do with the murder? Uh, well, um, <clears throat> I was, uh, it was made clear to me that, uh, well, my debt needs to be paid one way or another, and, uh, the ways that it might be paid, uh, might be less pleasant if, uh, my daughter were to testify why? The girl sort of uh, clears her throat and says, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm not sure it's really any of your business. Why? It's my brother. It's all of my business. Mm. Did somebody in here kill Jay? I'm just curious. I'm speaking in character, by the way. <laughs> what was the question? 
did somebody in here kill Jay? Just out of curiosity? I mean, let's just cut to the chase here. The young man is still alive as far as I know. Yeah, he's er, in Tim, sorry. I had that written down wrong. <laughs> did, did somebody in here kill Tim? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, if they did, I don't think they would just be like, yes, I definitely did it. I volunteered. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that happens. I, I, yeah, I'm but sorry. not anyone who's good at it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with your human customs, but in most dwarven traditions, it's appropriate to introduce oneself when meeting a new uh, person or group of people. My name is Cedric. My name is Kay, and it's my brother who's about to be framed for murder. Yes, Kay, I know who you are. I was hoping that the young lady would... Well, I was introducing myself to her. Maybe she doesn't oh. know. She does now. We're going to talk about you like you're not here, but hi, I'm Kay. And I'm Sawan. It's a pleasure, Cedric. Kay. Well, these are our companions, Lucanus and Fletcher. Does Cedric have a cold? <laughs> Sorry. Cedric also has a cold. Cedric has forgotten his character. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dwarven sniffles. Oh, Cedric, does this really seem like the kind of person you want to have know your name? I mean, there's never a, there's never a wrong time to be polite. Well, next time, maybe don't just go around giving my personal information to uh, shady people. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you're... I, you're I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know how these things work. Shady? It sounds like you'd want to hurt my feelings. Well, it sounds like you want Kay's brother to end up dead. So I think what we really need to talk about is, is there anything that can be done for you to let all of this go by and let Mr. Hudson's daughter testify. Oh, a trade. Well, I am a businesswoman, so I would be interested in that. Hudson Green owes me a debt, but if that debt were somehow insured to be paid off, I would no longer hold a claim over him and his family. How much is it? How what much kind of debt are we talking about? Yeah. Like, and how can you put a price on a human life? <clears throat> well, is, this, is this money I or, mean, like, we just owe you a favor sort of deal? Oh, I mean, mm -hmm. hey, you, you put a price on a human life by giving people gold and wanted posters. It's actually fairly simple. It was a rhetorical question. Thank you. For being very tall, many things go over your head. Impressive. <laughs> oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Kay's in a mood. Raw in a mood. To be fair, she has reason to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? She has reason to be annoyed. <laughs> Cedric had fled off the hook. Congratulations, Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric, not the worst in the room. <laughs> Ooh, that bar, that bar is set solo. 
Um, uh, what was your question? There's, um, there's a lot of what, people talking at once. Agreed. What kind of debt? Favor, favor debt or money debt or both? Oh, honey. Hudson lost all of my stuff. All of the goods that I had on his ships that were supposed to be transported for trade, I am out a lot of gold, and I would very much like it back. I mean, to be fair, it doesn't seem exactly like his fault, because it is like the ocean and stuff, but all right, how much stuff? Uh, 28,000 gold. That's, that's a decent amount of stuff. It is. And I don't understand how his daughter testifying will get you 28,000 gold back. But Candace digs into his pocket, pulls out a single gold piece, and just slowly puts it back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not for you to understand the intricacies of... The contracts that people sign or the arrangements that people make, but suffice to say that if the greens displease me in some way, I'm fully ready to seize all of their family assets in order to start paying back this debt. Yeah, but, but what does my brother have to do with any of this? Like, what is your grudge against him? And that very much is my business. Does it matter? He's, it does, actually. He's just a person. Yeah, but he's a person that's close to me. Do you not have anyone close to in your life? Like, no one? You're I think sweet. that smile's the answer. Not even, not even when? Wow, well, that sounds depressing. But for those of us with, like, family and stuff, those people are important, whether it be one person to you or not. So, like, what in if he's only one person, what does it matter to you if he's dead? He didn't do anything to you. The Greens did something to you. And they didn't even do anything. The Ocean did something to you. Okay, I think probably what's happening here is the somebody else is responsible for the young man's death. Your brother is just an unfortunate patsy. Is that not okay. the case? I'm impressed that Cedric knows the word patsy. <laughs> I don't even know the word patsy. <laughs> I know somebody fall, named fall Okay, I know two languages. Take that. <laughs> it's, it, it means something different in Dwarvish. <laughs> is, that, is that the the lay of the land here? Does Young it Miss? Yes. Perhaps, perhaps a, a different avenue of uh, conversation might be more useful. Uh, do you represent an organization, or are you an individual interest? Does it matter? I like your yes. quiet friend. And she's looking back at Fletcher. You got right to the point. <laughs> do you want to make a trade or not? Well, my question to you is, do you really think anyone has 28,000 gold just sitting around? Oh, no. That sounds unreasonable. 
I wouldn't even have that myself, even if my trade goods had made it where they were supposed to go. Money changes hands all the time. What I'm looking for is an insurance that the debt will be paid off. Hudson. And the Greens can't give that to you? She sort of looks over at Hudson, who's just like... <laughs> she goes, oh, the Greens appreciate a, a comfortable living. And with the loss of his ships, Mr. Green has made me understand that he doesn't necessarily have a whole lot to surrender to paying back this debt without sacrificing their comfort. So really, the choice now is either that they give me things and reduce their quality of life, or that they find some other way of paying off the debt. Mr. Green seems to have a lot of faith in you all, and you do look like capable people. I believe he is hoping that you will be his insurance. What, you so Kay's brother is going to be killed so that he can keep, what, eating a roast every night and sleeping on a big puffy bed? I'm really glad the new Setchester has capitalism. That's really great. <laughs> Re our conversation everyone, during the very first episode, guys. Did everyone <laughs> stop hating on my town? <laughs> your town is what's killing your brother. Ugh, I get it, but we're not all like this. Hashtag I don't know. I like this Setchester. <laughs> I I don't know. I like this town. It has plenty of work for me, so. <laughs> Thanks, Lucan. Lucan is, is so optimistic. <laughs> yeah, to be clear, I'm the only one that's paid you since you've been here. <laughs> As I said, lots of work. That's not true. You guys got paid by Elsa when you brought her um, the plants that you foraged. And you would have gotten paid by Carissa, too, if you had known enough to take <laughs> the bracelet. We knew enough. We just have moral debt. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to take a family heirloom. Mm. Yeah, I will <laughs> I will have you know, Cedric, that I have pawned plenty of weapons since I've been here and got lots of gold from that. Congratulations. We're so happy for you. The people I've defeated have paid me for the privilege. Anyway, right. what kind of things can we do for this insurance? Like, what, you want us to go out adventuring and stuff? Do you, like, need stuff from the wilderness? And, like, when what... And if you want your money, I mean, how quickly do you want your money? What are your terms of this insurance? I mean, I, I, I turned to Hudson, I'm like, you really can't set up some kind of plan to just give her money in installments? <laughs> he sort of looks at you and he's like, I I don't have very much right now. I am this house is I'm keeping my family here, but I lost all of those ships and I have other people besides her that I need to pay and it's very complicated and well <clears throat> So then what so on? What do you want? Well, as I said, I'm a businesswoman, and I run trade, so I... Yada, yada, yada. When do you want your money? Ah, well, I would consider you all signing on to work for me as the insurance, and yes, you would go out and find trade goods and bring them back to my partner who runs the books for the business, and uh, he would bring back trade goods, and he would tally the prices, and you would work for us until the the debt has been paid off. And upon agreement to this, the restriction on Mr. Hudson's daughter 
is gone. And in terms of trying to save Jay's life. Yes, if you all make this agreement, then Janet Green is free to do whatever she wants. Although I guess she already has been. Well, <laughs> Nancy's face. <laughs> <laughs> well, we not that it? I feel like getting involved in even more shady things, but you all, I, I, I think we kind of have to do this. I mean, I mean, it's my brother. Like I, like I should do it, but I don't want to drag the rest of you into this, except for maybe Cedric, because he gra he dragged us all into his shindig. <laughs> So Cedric is coming along with me, but the other two of you are kind of like, I don't know, it's like it's not your brother. And as it was so eloquently put, he's just one other person, so what does it matter? We can't hear you, Cedric. Ruh-roh. Maybe oh, he's I mean... on mute? No, no, there. Nope, can't hear you. <clears throat> Cedric's new so... headphones are acting up. He accidentally cast silence on himself. <laughs> he can hear us, though. Which I'm sure Kay just loves. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, well... Oh, I mean, there's money in it, so I'm down. Like, clo close like close it and then call back. That, fixed, that worked for Joe last time. How about that? Hey! Yeah, yeah, there we go! What did you do? Did you accidentally push the mute button? Yeah, there's so many buttons on these new headphones. <laughs> uh, I'm touched that you want Cedric along. Okay, I feel like that's we've our relationship has developed so much. Aww. You feel like I helped you rescue mermaids, and now you're rescuing my brother. Tit for tat yeah. kind of relationship. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like wanting to save your brother's life. Your annoyance for Cedric. Apparently, one of those has outweighed the other. So, yeah, apparently. I love my brother a lot. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone, both the players and the viewers that, and listeners, uh, that, you know, when PCs develop uh, NPC characters that they want to have strong relationships with, the DM will take advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I do a perception check on the... Uh, uh, um, lady just to size her up very subtly um are you interested in so perception would give you like <clears throat> more details about her physical appearance or like a uh, sense motive might give you more about her attitude um i don't combat I don't... abilities combat abilities um so yeah are you looking for like i guess you're looking for like physical appearance attributes uh physical appearance attributes that could um <clears throat> give clues as to either Weapons or magical abilities. Okay. Um, an, ocu an, an ocular pat-down. An, an ocular pat-down. Pat down. I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check then. Right. <laughs> ocular pat-down. That is awesome. Uh, I got a 14. A 14. Um, yeah, so, you know, as, as this conversation is happening, you sort of are tuning out the argument and, and scrutinizing her a little more. Um, like I said, she's, she's small-ish. Um, and it's really difficult for you to tell exactly how old she is. Um, she is human, um, but she just doesn't... It's hard to pin down, like, a year or even a decade for her really well. Um, she is not exceptionally muscular, um, but you feel like she's probably rather uh, nimble, 
might be a good way of putting it. <clears throat> you you called her a girl when we walked in. Yeah. She's like she's an adult though, right? Like she's not like like you say it's hard to tell a, a but she's not like 16. I mean, she like, could be a teenager, she could be in her 20s, she could be in her 30s. I mean, she's not like a child, but whether she's a teenager or like an adult adult is a little difficult to tell. <clears throat> Well, uh, I guess, uh, do we sign something with you, or is this going to be a verbal agreement? Have you all decided that this is what you'd like to do? <clears throat> uh, I don't see another course of action. I mean, I don't like the idea of being strong-armed by a child. <laughs> Why, I mean... <laughs> Why, Mr. Hudson, why are you so afraid of this young woman? Like I said, I owe her, uh, well, her and her business partner a lot of money, and I owe a lot of people a lot of money, and so I'm sort of trying to keep all of this, uh, embarrassing business failure quiet-ish, uh, and also, like I said, I want my family to be comfortable and safe. I care deeply for my wife and my daughter, and I, I don't want to lose all of this and have them cast out into the street. I lived out on the street for a few years of my life. It wasn't that bad. This is classic. If you've ever read anything by Dickens, the people are like, oh no, we're suddenly poor. We can only, uh, we can only afford one servant. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's like basically the vibe you're getting from this guy. Is like he's only ever known this kind of life, and so like he can't. He just can't. Can't even. Can't he literally can't even. even. Literally can't, can't even. even. But certainly there are authorities in the city who could help with this situation. I mean, this is blackmail. Do you guys not have civil courts here in Arda? I feel like Saul Goodman could really be of service here. I'm not familiar with I'm not familiar with Mr. Goodman. <laughs> Your voice is just all over the place. All over the place. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'll find it again somewhere. He's like Sophie Turner in an X-Men movie. <laughs> oh <laughs> I have bad taste in cinema. <laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're running out of time, so, like, I don't know, like, how how long do you think it'll take for us to repay you? Repay you, like, you know, like, years? I mean, I'm up for it. I'll sign it. Like, I don't want my brother to be murdered for a thing that he didn't do. Well, how long it takes really depends on how good a job you do, but if you're ready to sign, and she sort of leans down and pulls a, a sheaf of parchment out of uh, a pouch and spreads it out on the desk in front of you. There it is. Can we read it? What does it say? Um, so do you have always any... read the terms and conditions <laughs> the, the fine quill print um, do you have any sort of experience reading legalese um, no I believe I can 
read and write English. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can you can read and write Common. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of other languages, but not legalese. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, so give me uh, just a straight intelligence check then, as you read it. Okay. Um, straight intelligence check. I have this somewhere in my new. Intelligence. I haven't used this one before. I don't know where to intel- Oh, the list is alphabetical. No, it's not. No, no, no. It, intelligence won't be a skill. I just mean roll a d20 and add I, your intelligence modifier. Oh, I see. I see. I'm sorry. I understand. Oh, I understand now. There isn't, like, a knowledge law skill <laughs> on the sheet, so we're just improvising. <laughs> what? There isn't. Nope. Improv. The number one most important skill. I got a five. Awesome. There are there words on the paper. There are a lot of big words and a lot of sentences where you're like reading and reading and reading and reading and wondering where the period is in the sentence. Um, but basically, what even are this? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, can can Fletcher can assist? Can Fletcher assist? Um, yeah. Yeah, you can take a read through it as well. If I see I see Kay getting like flustered, and I'm like. <laughs> Let me I'm try to help. I'm having a bad day, okay? Like, mm. life is hard. My brother's in jail. Like, reading is hard. <clears throat> it is. 18 total. 18. Um, yeah, so basically the gist that you two are able to read through together is um, that... Read. <laughs> 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 like, <I don't> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is, this is basically an agreement that the undersigned agree to um, work for um, and complete any tasks requested by uh, the other signatory or the, the business. Um, Does the un- business have a name? Uh, no. Until such time as uh, the 28,000 gold debt is paid off, um, the undersigned are not um, restricted in uh, their activities while completing the contract, i.e. you may um, complete jobs for your own gain or for other entities at the same time, uh, but if you fail to complete uh, tasks requested um as part of fulfillment of this contract um there may be uh deadly consequences there may be consequences um (laughs) you would be considered in void of the contract and then you know etc etc forfeiting things and such well i mean mean, it seems like it kind of sucks but it seems like we can also do stuff at the same time so hopefully it won't like impede. I mean, I like. Is there a, is there a line for each one of us to sign? Uh, yes. Okay. It's like I I will do it, but I don't really expect anyone else besides Cedric to do it with me. <laughs> Can I we? Save, I, I helped you save your mermaid fairy tale princess. You didn't help me save my brother. <laughs> Could we add? Uh... Perhaps some kind of guarantee clause in here that the amount owed to you will not increase so that we are not forever stuck in a contract because of a loophole in the amount. Oh, absolutely. No, it's spelled out right there. 28000 and I'll be happy. Okay, it just, like, grabs the pen and, like, scribbles her name on it. <laughs> So 
Cedric is like, that your things are not working. <laughs> must be new Seychester. Everything's shit in this town. <laughs> I'm getting bad reception in my helmet. Yeah. Uh, Cedric keeps casting silence on himself accidentally. Yeah. His hammer's malfunctioning. Well, I guess I'm I'm at the... I'm, like, reading it next to Kay, so I... I Fletcher just kind of shrugs and... He's satisfied knowing that it's not going to be like an endless thing and takes the quill and signs. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm new to this town, so uh, Miss, Miss Kay and Mr. Fletcher, if you, if, you, if you think this is the correct answer, then the correct way forward, then I'll sign too. I don't know if it's like a morally correct answer, but it's one that will prevent my brother from being murdered. So here we are. Lucanus just sort of picks up a quill. Sure, I'll go with them, and just signs the word Lucanus. <clears throat> all right. Well, in that case, it's a pleasure doing business with all of you. So she <laughs> blots the signatures dry, and she rolls it back up and puts it away in her pouch, and. Uh, well, I guess that means it's time for your first assignment. Wait, Fletcher, don't you want to, like, take one of those photographic picture things of this contract? So that way, like, you know, we can reference it too, maybe, might be a good thing to have? I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, well, so how long is the contract? Is it, like, pages and pages? I mean, I mean we just like, read it. It's like one... It's like one thing of parchment. You one know. parchment? Yeah. It is a scroll worth of words. One one standard parchment a la Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have to right. write they had to write assignments for Snape, like multi page parchment <laughs> things, right? I feel like it was measured in like centimeters or something like that. <laughs> yeah. In the Philosopher's Stone it was. That seems reasonable. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess I assume I assume inches in the American versions. Yeah, it was <laughs> in Fantastic Beasts. I feel so cheated. <laughs> um, uh, I guess that depends. So if I want to try to if I want to make a copy, if it's just taking down words, Cheryl, how long would that take? Um. What did we say the rule was on how long it took to do? Um, it all depends on like the amount of detail being like trying to capture. Yeah, so basically um, like So like if it's just writing, like I don't care about the surroundings and anything about it. Yeah, well, see so <laughs> I guess basically that would be about the same as you hand copying it, right? Like it's not like Yeah, there isn't really a good way to a, a yeah. Make an equivalence of that to like drawing a picture. Is there a copy paste spell in D and D? Unfortunately, not. Control C. Could, could she just? Could she just give us a copy? Uh, uh, unfortunately, I don't have a copy. There's just the one that you signed. Hmm. Really convenient. Well, I mean, it takes a long time to write one of these out, and I had not very much time, a short notice. I was only told today that Mr. Green might have an alternative. <clears throat> well, all right, here we are. <clears throat> Hold you to your word, I suppose. 
Now whose character voice is wandering? (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually sick, so... (laughs) So... Oh, no. (laughs) See? Uh, Okay. Alright, alright, team. Uh, Then perhaps we can... I mean, while we get our assignment... uh, I think there's someone who should probably head to the jail and request to give her testimony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, if Mr. Hudson, if you want to uh, tell your daughter to, uh, she is free to go. Oh, of of course. Uh, as soon as as soon as we're done here, I'll I'll tell her. Um, I assume that she'll just be able to testify during the trial tomorrow, or. Is that not... I, I I have not been party to many court cases, but I'm assuming that she can just testify as part of the trial, yes? Yeah, and there, there should just be a trial tomorrow, and, you know... If they allow her. surprise witnesses. Otherwise, she might need to be known. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll be able to figure out something. <clears throat> yeah, rich people can always figure out something. <laughs> So what do we have I mean, to do? He, and he did know about the trial, and he did know about the lack of evidence and stuff. So yeah, he probably has dinner every other week with the magistrate, <laughs> and plays Over cards one. or whatever. Yeah, they probably we... have an illegal gambling ring somewhere. Mm. Yeah. Did exactly. we ever get the the girl's name? The black the girl the the that we're doing the business with. Forever to dry. Suwan. 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 Right. Uh, so, so what do we have to do, and where do we find your associate that we drop things off with? <laughs> well, what I need right now is something special, something beautiful, something not just anyone can get. So now I'm glad I've got you folks on my side. There's the sunset outside. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard stories that in the forests to the west... There are beautiful parrots with stunning red feathers. Bring as many of those parrots as you can to my business partner, Thornborough. Uh, he's staying in a room at the Lux Room. Thornborough does the books, so he'll be able to tell you how much of the debt you clear with the parrots you bring, and he'll let you know what else you can do for us. Do you want, like, the whole parrot or just the feathers? I mean, we'll find something to do with them regardless of how much you bring. All right. All right, that sounds easy enough. Well, in that case, it's been a pleasure meeting you all, and I'm sure it'll be a pleasure doing business with you. And she's yeah. going to... Something like that. Stand up and sort of maneuver around all of you and exit through the door. Well, Mr. Green, I do appreciate the, the fact that we were able to work a something or other out. Yes, thank you. I am incredibly ashamed that we had to that we had to solve it like this. This is not at all what I ever would have hoped for or, or what I wanted for my family, from my friends, or for anyone who knows us in any way, I... I, Well, maybe one day when you're back on your feet, you'll be able to help pay us back for what we're doing for you. 
Of course, yes. I, uh, I, need, I need to sort out my affairs and figure out some next steps, maybe get some new ships or find some other safer way of transporting my goods. But yes, I, I, will, I will definitely uh, be in contact with you as, as things get sorted out. Yeah, thank you. Great. I'm just gonna leave, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and you leave. And we leave. Da -da -da. <laughs> are we no? out of earshot now? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can you can tell me you are wherever you are if you want to start talking. Okay. Cause like, well, so basically yeah. there was that like long hallway and then just like the front door and then you'd be back out on the street in the upper class quarter. So, oh, okay. All right. So, it, so um, just out of just out of curiosity, how is this not a problem that assassination can't solve? I was thinking about that myself, honestly. I don't know how I feel about the word assassination, but I do feel that a contract made in duress is not uh, <laughs> fair. Not valid. So a well-placed I mean, uh, fireball or alchemist's fire could destroy a contract very easily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. The reason why we're in this is because of Kay's brother. And mm -hmm. as soon as uh, Mr. Green's daughter testifies tomorrow, he's off the hook. So what's really keeping us from, you know, either sneaking in and destroying the contract or, better yet, killing the person who... Mr. Green owes a debt to, because this doesn't really involve us. Like, to be honest, I feel much better about murdering these two sleeveballs <laughs> and murdering a whole bunch of parrots. Although it, it does sound like an organization that could bring about some swift revenge. Uh, could end up yeah. Jay still dead, and perhaps also the Hudsons, and maybe also us. That is true. We should definitely find out more about this organization because if it's just this Sawan woman and her uh, partner, her partner, then I I think we can take them, but perhaps they're part of a larger uh, yeah. criminal element. Maybe we should get the parrots and then bring them back, and that would help us get in in the sleuthing and stuff. Yeah. I guess you're right. To... I guess you're right. Doing more reconnaissance is... That's a good place to start on the reconnaissance. Yeah, see, Lucanus, you're, like, big and scary, but, like, I am not big and scary. And unlike you, I also have a family here. So, like, I'd also like them to not be murdered, which is how we got our whole... How we got ourselves into this mess in the first place. <laughs> no, that's fair. So many prowls, so You have time. a family, you... Yeah. <laughs> Kay has all the feelings right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Hey, look, the the other three of us were very considerate in our, you know, not having a family that we're worried about getting murdered. <laughs> the best way to make a D&D &D character. No, no, all yeah. of my family and friends and loved ones died before the campaign started, so you can't blackmail yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or they're at least on another continent. <laughs> yeah, no, my my character is all tragic backstories. <laughs> What spoiler alert? <laughs> I thought that was known, because like nobody—he's been like... super dark and brooding already, guys. Come on. Yeah. Come 
I just assumed he was a teenager. <laughs> I'm older than you. <laughs> Aren't you older than everyone George by like a couple centuries? Yeah. yeah, you're like. <laughs> I forget how old you are. You're like really old, though. I want to say I'm like 200. Uh, not quite that old. But not quite. Well, that I don't. Old. I don't want to keep talking about it because we'll give it away. Yeah. But yeah. It's important. So, anyways, um, yeah. So, uh, well, let's just like wait until the trial tomorrow, yes, and then take it from there. <laughs> take it one step at a time. We can meet in the morning and decide our our next move. Sounds like we have we have several things going on out beyond the city. Uh, can we testify? Because we found that bottle with the alchemist's fire, right? So if Janet is like, hey, like, there's this alibi, and we're like, we found this alchemist fire, which is odd, like, you know, wouldn't that also be good? But the thing is, the alchemist's fire isn't odd. It's so common in the town that pretty much anyone can buy it. Next to a burn victim that they're blaming a dragon kid kind of on? I mean, that's not odd, but for a completely different reason. No, I think that's a that's valuable information. It provides a, an alternate context. solution to the yeah context. Mm. Yeah, sure, we can go test. I mean, I think testifying is a good idea. We can we should go do it. Yeah. How do we put ourselves in as witnesses? I mean, if <laughs> we just start tomorrow a... morning, ten nine. You're the local. That. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't had someone on on for murder, and like this, I'm usually not interested in trials, so it's not like I show up. And if it wasn't obvious, I'm not a lawyer by how badly I read that stupid document. It's okay, Kay. You're, you're there, upset. Is there a newspaper what around? What's going on right now? Is there a newspaper? Or like, how do they get their news in this town? We could just walk by the courthouse and ask, what time is the trial tomorrow? Yeah, that's oh. a good idea. So whatever I mean, guard also, is like, outside. We ourselves as witnesses. I'm sure that's how these things work. I'm sure there'll be a guard outside or somebody who <laughs> will know. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. All right, what are you doing? You're going to the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, there's so many things. Uh, you're going to the... You're going to walk past the, the, the court? Courthouse. Okay. Um, yeah, so at this point, it's pretty late in the evening. Um, <clears throat> so as you walk past the court building, uh, you don't you don't really see anyone very obviously, like if you were looking for like a guard on the steps or anything. Um, there's not anyone very obviously stationed. Well, is there maybe... anybody milling around? <laughs> not obviously, weren't you listening? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know. Maybe you know, we... heard people like loitering in front of the court, like you guys are doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I see them. They're us. <laughs> these are them. <laughs> these, are, these are the drones you're looking for. <laughs> we go up and knock on the courthouse doors. <clears throat> um. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um. 
Um, yeah, so you, uh, sorry, I'm reading things. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so you knock on the door. <coughs> boom, boom, boom. And, um, how long are you planning on waiting by the door after you knock? I mean, not that long. Like, <laughs> kind of looking in and see, does somebody... Sure. Is there any activity in the building? Yeah, so about, um... Maybe... Kay pushes her ear against the door. Yeah. So, so you, um, about maybe almost a minute passes, and then the door, you hear some unlocking happening on the other side, and the door does open. Um, <clears throat> and you see sort of a, a shorter man um, open the door, maybe like mid-30s, chestnut brown hair and like a ponytail, little pointed goatee, and he's got kind of like slightly misproportioned limbs... Um, and his, uh, face gives the mild impression of a rodent, so he's got, like, large front teeth, little pointed nose, um, dark sort of quick-moving eyes, and he sticks his head out and says, yes, can I help you? Uh, yeah, we, we just had a quick question, sorry, what time is the trial tomorrow, and, uh, can we sign up as witnesses? Uh, who are you, and what trial, and what? Yeah. The, the trial where Jay is going to be tried tomorrow. Oh, the... The, the murder. The, the murder. Yeah, the murder. The murder, the murder trial. trial. The, the, the case against Jay Prowl. Uh, yes. Yeah, that one. Th that'll be first thing in the morning. Uh, and yep. who are you? I, I'm I'm his sister, and I, I would like to testify. Oh. Um... Yes. All right. Uh, I, 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 um, hmm, he sort of fumbles for a, a, a notepad and, uh, so your name? K. Prowl. And how do you spell that? K-A-E. And he starts scribbling. Uh, and you said you'd like to testify? Are you testifying mm -hmm. for or against the defendant? Uh, I'm testifying for him that he did not do the murder. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, I will. Um... <laughs> Kay does not know what <laughs> what? She's like, what? Where is SVU? Yes, all right. Uh, I, I have written that down. Um, is, is there anything else I can help you with? Nope, that's it. Thank you. Uh, of course. I appreciate uh, you coming out, even though obviously it was closed. I do appreciate that. Of course. Uh, good night. Night. And he sort of backs up and shuts the door, and you can hear it being relocked on the other side. Well, sounds what like what time we... is first thing? Yeah, what time is first thing in the morning? <laughs> um, what is this thing, and what is it preceding? <laughs> <laughs> like normal. I, he implied like normal business hours first thing. So like eight o'clock. <laughs> More like nine, but yeah. Nine. nine. I was like, my my first thing in the morning is like 11 o'clock. I don't know about y'all. Oh, I am in my office at 7.45 every morning. That's no. why you should work for yourself. <laughs> I'm mostly working yeah. around the train schedule, but okay. That's why you should get a new train schedule. Yeah, Cheryl, you should just buy your own train. I mean... It's so much more convenient. Yeah, that grad school budget. I just yeah, all the I mean they're not that the expensive. Yeah. Only a couple million yeah. dollars. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things about Ecuador. People are like, "Oh, when should I take the public transportation to get to this place?" I'm like, "What do you mean? It runs every 15 minutes. You just show up and you get on the now bus, the uh, one that's leaving now. The now bus. <laughs> <laughs> the, the now one, obviously." <laughs> 
Ugh. And then I like I went back to the states, um, and then went to get from Athens, Georgia, to Atlanta, like two pretty big towns. I was like, I'm going to take the bus. And everyone's like, What bus? And I was like, Right. This <laughs> <laughs> Oops. All right. Are you doing anything else this evening? Kay is going to attempt to sleep poorly. Kay is attempting to sleep poorly. <laughs> yeah, just going to bed. Going to bed. Does everybody have? Gonna... I don't remember who. So Fletcher definitely paid for a month of accommodations at the what you're calling the Twitter bar, um, the marked bird. I don't remember. I have a house. You have a house. Um, I don't remember if the other two gentlemen um, paid for accommodations or not. I did. You did? Oh, yeah. You I did wind that. up paying for a month. Yeah. Yeah. I have that written down on my notes, which are in Maryland. Awesome. So. <laughs> we'll just give you a night on the house to move things along. Cool. Cool. Thanks. He has blood on his shirt. Yes. Yeah, so has blood on his shirt. <laughs> and well, I mean, Leon's just like, Cedric. Do you do you have another shirt? <laughs> you just got the one shirt. You don't even yeah. turn it inside out. Like, you don't even try. Wait, if it's a white shirt with blood soaked into it, turning it inside yeah. out would do nothing. <laughs> maybe it's like dual layered or something. It's not. Or maybe it's, not. it's dirtier on the inside so you can't tell. Well, he's been wearing the same shirt for a week, so clearly it's yeah. pretty dirty on both sides. He'd just be walking around with the tag sticking out of the back like... Hey, uh, hey, uh, Fletcher, uh, can, can you, like, magic the dirt out of my shirt? I mean, you can magic it out by washing it. I, I tried that already, but it didn't work. Blood's <laughs> usually pretty hard to get out of stuff, especially in large quantities. <laughs> How about we just buy you a new shirt? <laughs> I suppose that's acceptable. <laughs> I'll, yeah. Uh, maybe I'll do that tomorrow after the trial. <laughs> Not before. <laughs> He's going to walk in a <laughs> We definitely it's, didn't murder this guy. Look at all the blood on my shirt. It's the first thing. It's the first thing it's in the morning. Really- Presumably the courthouse opens before the tailors. Don't I don't want to be late to the trial. Go it's the shirtless. first thing. No things oh can God. come before it. Shirtless? Like oh, some kind of barbarian. You hey are now. barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a mood. We're in a mood over here. It's nothing like a murder mystery to get everybody in the giggles. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, if we were laughing, we'd be crying. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was dark. <laughs> see, see, Cedric. This is where I wear dark robes. They they hide the blood. I feel like it sends the wrong message, though. It makes me look Any- evil. Any more of a wrong message than literally having a giant blood stain on your shirt? Well, this has never happened before. It's not something I planned for. It's been there for a week. Technically, the blood... Three days, maybe. You know what? I'm going to jump in here. Okay, I'm going to jump in here and defend my friend Cedric. Technically, 
He is not responsible for the bloodstain. He wasn't when it happened, but he's now responsible for the message he is sending by walking around in a blood-soaked shirt. That's true. It is... To it be is, fair, it is a blood-stained shirt, not a blood-soaked shirt. I did wash it. It is a little Patrick Bateman. I'm just saying that we're, like, trying to, like, go on to trial tomorrow and be like, my brother didn't murder this person. You should obviously listen to us because we look very trustworthy with, you know, our blood-soaked shirts. You know what I mean? Like... I suppose I could wear my chain mail on the outside. Do that. <laughs> that would hide it. Only if you add a tie. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> Camel chain mail. I am requesting. A tie for what? <laughs> I am requesting fan art of Cedric with his chain mail on the outside and then a tie. <laughs> Tucked into his chain mail. Yeah. It's a, it's he, like a he'd probably wear a bow tie. Like, that's the thing. He wouldn't even think it through. He would just be like, I don't understand why I have to wear a tie. Obviously, this bow tie is going to, like... Seems, it seems very fetishy. Mm. Chainmail, tie, like right. medieval yeah. Chippendales. <laughs> medieval Chippendales. <laughs> Can't you borrow a shirt from someone? Borrow one from Fletcher. But he's it's so like, small. You're not the same size. He's so big. It has now been, now it's di- diverse in its functions. Now you have a tunic. Fletcher, don't you have some sort of like shrinking spell for clothes? Why is this all about me wasting my spells? <laughs> He's a grown man. He can buy a new shirt. <laughs> so... It's ten o'clock at night. What could you be using them on? <laughs> It hasn't been 10 o'clock at night for three days. <laughs> I'm going home. I can't even handle this. And she just like storms off. <laughs> Is my mom awake? Um, <laughs> it's really... pretty late uh, at this point. So, well, I mean, it, yeah, it was just after dinner. So, yeah, she's probably still up at the kitchen table doing the her thing with her ledgers. Yeah. We don't, we don't. Hi, mom. We we don't Hi. happen to have like a, a a white man's shirt that I mean could possibly borrow. Your father has a, several shirts. What what do you need a shirt for? Well, we're going on trial tomorrow to like to like clear Jay's name oh. and one of the compat like com the friends. One of the friends in the group has decided that he is not like an adult enough to buy himself a shirt even though his is bloodstained and I really don't think that gives the right message when you like go up on trial with one sake shirt being like this guy didn't murder that other person it's complicated so maybe if we can just give him a nice shirt for the trial that would be nice um of course uh it will come back not bloodstained yes just um go on into the bedroom there's uh there's shirts of your father's in the chest well I'll Try and pick the smallest one. Okay. Um, <laughs> give me a search check. Is, is, that one's actually a skill, right? That one is actually a skill, yes. I'm not just making stuff up. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's not... Uh, yeah, whatever. Oh, search. Yeah. Alphabetical order, yes. I'm assuming. Yes. Search. Oh, I actually have pretty decent search modifier. You should. Not that it helped. Ten. Sorry, Cedric. 
<laughs> I'm emotionally distraught. <laughs> so you, uh, well, just even if you did roll a high number, it doesn't guarantee you'll find something. Um, so yeah, you go through the chest and you see like, you know, a whole bunch of your mom's like, uh, you know, the, basically like the base, like underdress and some shirts and trousers of your father's. Um, you're having trouble finding something that you think might fit Cedric, though, because your father is 5'10". Um, I don't care. I pick a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting okay. a shirt. You pick, like, you pick a linen shirt out of the chest, and, uh, yeah. Like, ta-da. Like, look at it. Can I, like... I don't, I don't know how good I am at sewing. I don't, I'm, I'm probably, like, mediocre. Can I, like... Make it shorter somehow? Whatever. He can just tie it in a knot. It's fine. <laughs> just tie it in a belly shirt like girls in the 90s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my thought exactly. Didn't we we yeah, talked about that last time when you tried to tuck yeah. up your yeah. robe. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is really, guys, this is really getting more and more medieval Chippendales. You know, the belly shirt, the chain mail, the bow tie. All hey, we, Cedric all has we... a fantastic midriff. Does he? Yeah, Ollie, Ollie, he he just has very, very tiny, tiny abs. Are there, like, are there like ties at the bottom of the shirt, or is it just, like, a shirt? It's just a shirt. Basic yeah. linen shirt. You know, the you know, fantastic abs Cedric. were not part of the original character description I received. Uh, well, I mean, you know. I, just, I assumed. I assumed yeah. everybody. You know. He got them you know, from all of the breath it took to complain <laughs> about how shitty Newchester is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what we need for Cedric? Some right, right said Fred. Some what? Some what? Right said Fred. What is that? I'm too sexy for my shirt. Oh, oh for... goodness. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you should be sorry. Uh, <laughs> you should be. Okay. Nobody listens to 80s music uh, anymore. Well, not knowing Kay was, went home and searched for a shirt and being tired of this all happening... Uh, <laughs> Fletcher also, for the night, changes his spell preparation and adds, replaces one of his cantrips with prestidigitation, which can clean objects. Mm, mm -hmm. okay. Because he's just tired of it. just over it. I'm going to have two clean shirts. <laughs> one clean shirt and one clean shirt that's too big for you. And a clean dress. <laughs> it's called a tunic, and if it was good enough for the Greeks, it's good enough for Cedric. Yeah, Cedric's like okay dressing in a human-style garment. Oh my God. He's trying to fit in with the natives. <laughs> you know that like two and a half men men meme where where the Alan comes out with like the head like the hat on side of the like the skateboard. He's like, "Hello, kids." <laughs> so, like Cedric is like, "Hello." Oh yeah. Hello, humans. <laughs> yeah, hello, fellow humans. It's like female and his tie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It can. It can clean. So. Yep. You are good to go. Change color, <laughs> clean, or soil it. So I could just make it Ooh, all make red. It yes, you could. I could just make red. it all blood colored. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Make it a wine colored shirt. That way, whatever you spill on it, you can't tell. I mean, if we get if we get into another fight, I could make it blood colored too. <laughs> We're like the fairies from Cinder, uh, no, from, what is it? Uh, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Like, make it pink, don't make it blue. Make it pink. The drink is in the corner crying. Aww. <laughs> He's completely oblivious. <laughs> 
Uh, he will be in the corner crying right. very shortly. <laughs> is anybody doing anything else? So, Lucanus is up in his room, sort of looking in the mirror, and he, like, has his big robe on, and he takes it off, and there's, like, the leather armor underneath, and he's like, well, I guess this is good enough for court, and just sort of, like, you know, polishes his weapons and goes into his trance where, like, he shudders and he's obviously having some sort of nightmare and oh, man. He, it just does not Every night, night after night sleep does not work out for him triple dreams and no one around to witness them except yep. those beyond the fourth wall 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 anyway <laughs> um, <laughs> all right is that it for the night mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right in that case let's take an early ish halfway bio break um since we're at sort of a, a break in the days and we'll come back to the next morning after our bio break. So, um, yeah, any of you who might be out there watching us on uh, Twitch or Periscope, thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you do have any questions for the cast while we're on our bio break, just drop them in the chat and I will find them and we'll try to address them when we come back. Um, but, yeah, we'll see you all in a few. Bye. That is very good. Let's not have my brother murderized. Yeah, no, we're back. And it's a new day. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. I think I've made that joke before. Um, but it is the morning of the 25th of Mistrun. That it make it Every a... morning, you should either play that song or play the opening to the Lion King. Every morning. <laughs> a... <laughs> um, it is... It is the morning of Telosum, the 25th day of Mistrun in the year something. What year did I say it was? 972. <laughs> I was going to say 927. That's dyslexia, though. <laughs> I, I made a whole calendar, but I don't have it memorized yet. Sorry about that. Um, yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> worst DM ever. <laughs> <sighs> Get <Yes>. out. <laughs> Your town sucks. Your name sucks. You don't even know what year it is. <laughs> um, fine I'll just let you all run around on a blank canvas by yourselves um, <laughs> yeah so it is the morning of Telosum the 25th day of Mistrun in the year 972 and it is time for the trial of New Sachester V.J. Prowl uh, so what are y'all doing <clears throat> Waking up. Waking up. Cedric emerges from his room with his chainmail over his <laughs> his shirt and uh, and a a, a, a belt around <laughs> 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 his neck and tucked into the into the, the wrong the messages. Oh my god. Oh god. So even so even oh more fetishy. So okay. Even more fetishy. <laughs> yeah. We're just yeah. all fetishy. He's He's completely oblivious to it. So. Whatever, whatever Cedric's into. Cool. Yeah, but everybody out there with breath control uh, fetishes, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, um, Kay yeah. like, Kay actually like tries to like make herself look nice. Mm. So like puts her hair in in like a you know a pretty braid and like wears like a nice flowy shirt. I was gonna like, say, are you still in your like flowy white shirt and flowy purple pants, or do you have different stuff on? I have a different color <laughs> flowy pants. Okay. <laughs> but she, like, does her hair and, like, mm-hmm. makeup on and stuff. Nice. 
What color flowy pants are your is your fancy flowy pants? Black. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. Formal. Mm-hmm. So she looks like a cellist for like a symphony orchestra. Flo- flowy black <laughs> pants, nice white. Yeah, shirt. and they have like some like <laughs> glitter and like sequins in them. What, or, what like, were you gonna say, Peter? <laughs> or like something shiny? Nope, nope. I I have a friend that's a cellist. And that is spot on. Yeah, it, well, I, I used to be in the orchestra, and my sister's uh, my sister plays the uh, upright bass, so I'm very very familiar with what people wear for orchestra concerts. Um, yeah, these flowy pants are like for skirts, but for girls, I like to sit like men. Yes. Yep. You know, you know what they say about people that play the upright bass. What? Uh oh. They do it standing up. Uh, or sometimes leaning on a stool. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that their passion for music is all about that bass. <laughs> all about that. Uh, all right. Um, so Kay's getting all spiffed it is, up. It is way too late for a Megan Trainer. <laughs> Kay's all spiffed up. Cedric has his chainmail on over his tries. shirt. You know when you draw your eyeliner on and then it's like not good enough, then you like wipe it off and try again. Yep. Yeah, that it's been that all morning. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> and then you get one eye perfect, and then the second one just won't be perfect like, like the first across, one. Yeah. yeah. And then you like question what you're wearing about seven hundred yep. times, and like your entire closet is on the bed, and then you've like changed outfits eight hundred times. Like that <laughs> is her morning. <laughs> Kay has tried on every color of flowy pants. <laughs> Color. <laughs> okay. Um, how about Fletcher and uh, Fletcher, Fletcher comes downstairs and sees Cedric, and he's like, "What? Where's, where's your shirt? <laughs> it's, it's under the chainmail. I'm, I use the chainmail to hide the stain." <laughs> okay, just so, just so that this doesn't come up again today, while Kay is probably going to be really stressed out. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I love Fletcher. I'm gonna need you to lift up your chainmail. <laughs> I love him even more. Oh, okay. I'm a huge Lucanus, fan of the laundry Lucanus conversation. Comes, Lucanus comes down at this exact moment. <laughs> yeah. You got it up like this. Like Leon is on the bar like this, just like <laughs> the, the belt. Can the belt Kay also is, walk is into the marketing yes. underneath it. <laughs> And I do press the digitation. She comes yeah. running in and doesn't quite understand what's going on. He's like, I have a shirt for you. So as you run in, Kay, you see uh, you see Fletcher with his hands up, starting to wiggle his fingers as Cedric is standing there, like, holding his chain mail up with this blood-stained white shirt underneath. And then all of a sudden... And Kay is, like, holding this shirt up, like, running in, like, with a white flag. It's like... <laughs> but all of a sudden, the blood stain is gone. Poof. Ooh! Oh, hey, it's all clean now. Thank you. Oh, I I actually brought you a shirt, but it. Oh, that's so don't... nice. Well, now I have a spare. Well, this one is for someone um, you know, average height. So I'm not sure if it'll uh... fit. I mean, Kay, given given what we've learned about Cedric, it'll probably be good if he has a little extra clothing around. Yeah, but it's my dad's. It was supposed to just be for the truck. Whatever, I'll get dad a new shirt, maybe. Guys, Here, take this guys, for my now. my mom just brought me wine. Your mom brought I'm you gonna wine? Start. I'm gonna, <laughs> no. My mom brought me wine. Stop. I'm going to podcast from North Carolina now on <laughs> I'm moving back home this is like Cedric's <laughs> life though like he's yeah. <laughs> he's literally yeah. never had to take Sorry, care of himself <laughs> yeah. 
Black cracked with Cedric's past. And oh and Peter God. is smart enough to wear a black shirt, so if he gets mm. a red stain on it, you won't be able to tell. Yeah. Solid. Mm. It probably won't be blood either. Mm. Although I don't it know your life. So. Be red <laughs> <wine>. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? So Lucanus so looks over at Kay and he's like, Wow, you look really nice. And he looks over at Cedric and he's like you look like you're about to apply for a job at Carissa's brothel. I would not be a good reference for you. <laughs> Thank you um, for your compliment. Oh, thanks. That was really nice to one of us. Oh, yeah. We totally haven't dealt with any of the fallout from that at all. <laughs> That'll be fun to look forward to. Um, well... Thank you, thank you both so much. You guys, you guys are wonderful friends. I know. It's like we care about you or something. Hug, group hug. Oh my goodness. Lucanus We're not that good of friends. Goes in and like grabs <laughs> Kay into the group hug. Oh boy. All right. Awesome. Good time. Good job, team. Good, good times. All right. Let's let's go save my brother from murder. Yay! <laughs> should we do breakfast first? I feel like we should do a breakfast first. Oh yeah. Trial. Hey, on... now realizes that she didn't. Am I gonna be in her be like allowed to bring my struggle? weapons into the courthouse? Because that's kind of important to me. Could you like not have them on weapons you? Weapons courthouse me? Is that cool? <laughs> well, I feel like you, not... you could probably claim them as I mean... a cultural <clears throat> item. We're not exactly there to fight. We'll basically be right. sitting there, and Kay is going to go up and testify. Look at my pretty clothes. I'm not going in with anything. And I definitely look the most squishy out of all of us, so they'll definitely kill me first. Why would they be killing you? This is a, this is a house of law. Uh, yeah, definitely that. Um, but anyone can theoretically walk into the house of law, even us. So, I mean, I don't know if they have, like, particular standards. The paranoia of D&D characters is one of my favorite, or of D&D players, is one of my favorite things about this game. People are like, oh my god. People are like literally walking People are gonna kill us everywhere. <laughs> like, pretty pants and stuff. Well, I'm not leaving well, my hammer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick. I'm not, I'm not gonna leave my weapons at home. If I, if they ask me to drop them at the door, I'm just going to stay outside and... Um, there's a fight inside, I'll probably hear about it. Wow, your support is, uh, unwavering. Well, I, I mean, if they have some sort of rental Dropbox, I just don't want to, just, I just want to protect you guys. I love that the barbarian is like, well, if they have a check, a, a, a weapon check, I'll use that. Like a little plastic circular token with a number on it. Yeah. yeah. I just as long as it's a reputable, you know, uh, oh you know. I don't know how the D and D legal system works. Neither does Kay with her like reading abilities and like you know the not that kind of trial. All right, are, are, are we breakfast? eating breakfast? <laughs> are we eating breakfast? I didn't <laughs> eat. I was too busy battling my eyeliner this morning. Not that you know I, what that is, but I'm Leon, definitely the prettiest I, out of all of us. A breakfast for everyone. 
Breakfast I feel like I could battle eyeliner. Lucanus is just oblivious and is just trying to be supportive. Like, I could battle that eyeliner for you. Oh, He's trying so hard. Makeup challenge. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to have a makeup challenge. Uh, get ready with Lucanus. I was going to say, if we get to 100 subscribers on the YouTube channel, <laughs> yes. we'll, have a, we'll, have a, we'll have a let's get ready with you, Lucanus video. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would. I would be. I would be perfectly happy doing makeup. Oh my. On this oh my goodness. Yeah. Let's. I, let's do yeah, it. Hundred subscribers. Out of all of us, Joe, <laughs> like if you are uh, probably the only one that has never worn eyeliner. I'm just gonna assume here. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised. <laughs> no, all right. Oh man, all of the all of the things yet to uncover in the backstories of both our <laughs> players and their characters. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're having some breakfast. Men should totally wear makeup more often, just an FYI. Like, y'all look good in makeup. <laughs> What's what makeup does? Up. It makes everyone look better. Everybody or looks different. better when their eyes are emphasized. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> pop of color. Mm -hmm. Say what you want I about, mean... like, the early 2000s emo bands. <laughs> those dudes did look good. Right? I'll say, like, a little pop of color <laughs> on your lips underneath your beard. Mm -hmm. <sighs> All right, anyway. <laughs> this, is gonna be, this is gonna be a whole thing. I'm a big fan. Oh <laughs> goodness. We are learning some... a lot about our players. Yeah, I want to develop some Arda Arda brand cosmetics. Um... Uh, all right. So you have some breakfast. What next? <clears throat> is, is it? What time is it? Can we just head to the courthouse? Seems like it. Especially if you want to get a good seat. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're just going to be sitting there. Yeah. Kay's got to do all the work. Yeah, I, yeah, I, like, thought about it, like, shit, I'm, like, not good at talking about things. Maybe I should have volunteered Fletcher, but here we are. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> yeah, can you, like, can I actually have the evidence? Do I have it? I thought Fletcher had it left. Probably. He's the most responsible out of all of us. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> he's definitely the most responsible. Um, no, it wasn't in my bag. Oh, then I think <laughs> I might have it. Well, I thought, I, one of us had it, but I, I thought it was in Lucanus's bag. The last oh, thing it? that happened to it is that Cedric reformed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought Lucanus was the one carrying it. I helped. <clears throat> Am I? Did we put it back in my? Can we find it, it before I thought that we, we go? <laughs> we all dump out our bags <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> we find it. It was in someone's bag. Okay. There are like there are like eighty pamphlets about Moradin. <laughs> just everywhere. You have eighty pamphlets about Moradin, but you don't have an extra <laughs> shirt. You could make a new shirt out of your pamphlet. I'm, I'm like ninety percent. I'm like ninety percent sure Cedric has it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Somebody finds it. Somebody finds presumably, it. Presumably, right? Didn't we have a conversation, Nancy, about dudes packing everything they need in a backpack and being like, that's fine, I'll just wear the same clothes. I feel like we did have that conversation about this already. <laughs> okay, so you find you find the mostly reformed bottle. Remember, you didn't have all of the glass pieces, so when you mended it, it like there's like a hole missing. But you have the cork mm -hmm. and this mostly whole potion bottle. Okay, <clears throat> uh, would you... Do you also want... My book that has the oh, vivograph yeah. that we made yeah. of the alley, in case 
they want to see it and submit it as some kind of evidence? Yeah, definitely, definitely that. Thank you. All right, then I give her. Um, I think. Well, I probably just rip out the page that that's on that's and give her the page that so she has the copy of the vivograph. Cool. All right. I guess now we go to the courthouse. Okay, you go to the courthouse. So you've been there before, so you know how to get back. Um, out in front of the courthouse, now that it's, you know, operating hours, there are two guards, um, like, city guards, standing at the door, um, checking people as they enter. Mm-hmm. 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 The only checking they're gonna do for me is checking me out, because I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> was that goal in Ooh. outfit selection? Was it, yes. was it to be hot, or was it to be, like... <laughs> It's an important decision how much cleavage you show for a particular yeah, situation. Right? You want to be taken seriously, but also, like, you know. This is the terrible. The judge is going to be not into women, and you're just going to be fucked. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. You can look presentable and hot all at the same time. It's true. That's Especially true. with this killer winged eyeliner, okay? And Kay walks between the guards and enters the courthouse. <laughs> Oh. Next. Me. You. You. What do you have on now? What did? What? What was the end result of all of that? Okay. So, <laughs> so my normal black pants, uh-huh. uh, chainmail, uh-huh. uh, underneath uh-huh. uh, white button-down shirt. Okay. Um, I've taken the the belt off of my neck. Okay. <laughs> now I'm wearing it again, and um, and I've got my warhammer. And uh, a small backpack. Okay. Um, so as you start to walk through, the guard just says, uh, <clears throat> "Excuse me, sir. Uh, no weapons allowed inside." This is a this is a cultural artifact. Mm, we prefer that people not bring weapons inside with them. Well, I mean, I can't be separated from this. Is my spiritual connection to Moradin? Then you I might want to con- wait outside, sir. Well, what do I? What should I do with it? That's if I not up go to inside? me, sir. Uh, <laughs> is there a place I can leave it? Fletcher walks up and is like, "I just have this book." Go on in. <laughs> you know who can is, and Lucanus See you is inside. Uh, Lucanus attempts to sort of slip by the guards as they're talking to uh, Cedric. Do you have your hood up or down? Uh, it is up. It is up. <clears throat> Um, make a stealth check for me. <laughs> Ahoy, my guys! <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me. Where, where is that app? You got close out. Okay. Uh, 
19. 19. Uh, you managed to slip past while they're talking to Cedric. Uh, 19. Let me see if... <laughs> oh, really? That works. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were, they were distracted. Call... <laughs> Cedric calls after Lucanus. Uh, save me a seat. I'll be right back. <laughs> Are you going to save him a seat? He, he just sort of gives a thumbs up. Yes, sir. Good buddy. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the marked bird. Okay, you're gonna go back to the marked bird. Mm-hmm. All right. And do what? Uh, I'm gonna leave my warhammer there, but mm-hmm. the handle of my warhammer is wrapped in uh, linen cloth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna unwind that from the the handle of the warhammer. I'm gonna put it in my pants pocket, um, and uh, then I'm gonna come back to the court. Okay. So, on his short little dwarven legs, Cedric chugs back to the marked bird, <laughs> stows his stuff, takes the cloth, chugs back to the courthouse, and Cedric, you make it inside um, just as uh, the court is sort of settling down and um, people are getting ready for things to start. I imagine him, like, doing, like, the slide in, you know, it's like, running to the... Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, as the doors are closing, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like he's the only one like in the aisle and looking around for the chairs and sees you guys. Yeah, and... you guys are like, Work. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so then another uh, town guard sort of up at the front says, uh, "All rise for the honorable Judge Otis George Walker." The whole... There's a whole bunch of people in to watch because you know spectacles of, and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> and Judge Walker comes in. A uh, human man in his mid-fifties, uh, a big man, um, six feet tall and rather large sideways as well. Uh, brown eyes, very short-cut gray hair, um, you know, standard judge black robe outfit. And he comes and uh, sort of nods around the courtroom and sits down, and then everybody else around you sits down. Are you also sitting down? Yeah. Okay. And you also sit down. Marvelous. (laughs) Uh, And Judge Walker says, uh, Charles Dawson Clark Esquire, uh, the legal counsel for the Tenebrian Crown, uh, please present the case. And so you see a man, uh, in his early 50s, again, um, well-bred, very proper posture and attire, um, maybe, like, just under six feet tall, um, short gray ponytail in the old style, gray-green eyes and thin lips, um, and he rises and says, uh, Judge Walker, uh, those assembled, uh, today I am presenting the case against the accused Jay Prowl, uh, in the case of the murder of Timothy Prendergast, a clerk of the Chief Magistrate. <clears throat> First, I would like to call to witness uh, the captain of the new Sagester Guard, Captain Thomas Wells. Oh, this kid. Huh? No, oh, this kid. Oh, this kid. <laughs> um... So, and uh, Kay and Cedric, you recognize this figure. Um, a man stands up, tall, muscular, very attractive, in his uh, early 30s with lustrous dark brown hair that he wears to his shoulders um, and piercing blue eyes. And he stands up and comes and sits 
<clears throat> and a chair at the front of the room. And uh, the lawyer uh, says, uh, would you please uh, describe the uh, <clears throat> would you please describe the case and the uh, the state of the victim? So Wells says, yes, uh, I was called to the scene of the murder where we discovered the body of Timothy Prendergast horribly burned in the face and stabbed three times in the torso, and he was already dead when we arrived. Uh, we apprehended a, uh, <clears throat> we apprehended a man matching the description that was given to us by someone who had witnessed the crime and who we felt, uh, or assumed would, uh, fit further evidence, namely the burns on the face of the victim, Jay Prowl. And, uh, the lawyer asks on, uh, why exactly did, uh, Jay Prowl fit the description well? And <clears throat> Wells explains, well, the witness described for us that he saw a man matching uh, Prowl's physical description, but uh, as people who, may, who know Prowl may know, uh, he seems to have some sort of draconic heritage, and so the burns on the face of the murder victim uh, matched this bit of information as well. And the lawyer says, thank you very much. <clears throat> uh, I would now... What was that? Shitty lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would now like to call to witness uh, Magnus Townsend, the man who uh, witnessed the attack on Timothy Prendergast. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, so you see um, a rather young halfling man, uh, again, fastidious personal appearance, uh, medium brown skin and tightly curling black hair, um, that he wears medium length, um, but otherwise he's clean-shaven. Um, a little bit of an effeminate appearance about the face. Um, like I said, very fastidious. And he comes up and sits down in the chair. <coughs> and the lawyer says, uh, Mr. Townsend, uh, would you please share with the court uh, what you saw the night of the murder of Timothy Prendergast? And Townsend says, uh, well, yes, I was... Uh, I was coming out of the theater after the concert where Caitlin Dufoot was singing, um, and I, I, as I was coming out of the building, I noticed uh, a man, a, a blonde man with a scar on his left cheek, uh, running past me out of the alleyway uh, next to the theater, and I, I don't know where he went. I just, uh, I saw him running out of the alley, and I was curious about uh, why he was running, and so I sort of ducked my head down into the alley, and I discovered the body of Mr. Prendergast lying motionless on the ground, and I immediately called for the town guard. And the lawyer says, uh, Mr. Townsend, uh, is that all you're able to provide for us in terms of a description of the man you saw? And Townsend says, well, Yes, it was it was dark because it was so late at night, and he was moving very fast, and you know he was a human at, or human looking, so he was quite a bit taller than myself. But I did see that he had blonde hair and this uh, scar on the side of his face. <clears throat> and the lawyer says, uh, "In that case, I have no further questions, Your Honor." Um, and then 
the uh this is like the npc's greatest hits here guys sorry (laughs) um (laughs) and then um so the man that you saw uh that you spoke to last night that you gave your name to okay um so he stands and says uh judge walker uh there is uh a witness who would like to testify on behalf of the accused um miss k prowl uh, has put forward her name and says that she has evidence she would like to share with the court. And Judge Walker says, well, thank you, Mr. Ron. Uh, is this Kay Prowl in the room? Yes, Janice sir. gives Kay a thumbs up. <laughs> Kay, like, stands up kind of She's like, yes, yes, sir, I- I'm here. Uh, well, in that case, uh, please come up here, young lady, and uh, share with us what uh, evidence you say you have. Kay can, like, hear her heart, like, pounding in her ears when it gets up. I'm pretty sure she's blushing, but it's fine. So, <clears throat> yes, um, good ladies and gentlemen of the court and, um, and, and the judge, I would like to present this uh, evidence that we found. Um, me and, and some of my, my friends, I mean, it didn't... I mean, Jay is my brother, <laughs> so I, I definitely want to, you know, I definitely don't think he committed the murder, obviously, and so we went looking um, at the scene of the crime for, for evidence, um, and due to my friend's really good um, visual, he, he has this, like, trick with magic that he can do where he can study a scene and then and then put it exactly down on a piece of paper, like the exact the exact replica and i have that paper here and this is what the scene of the crime was when we when we got there granted it was like you know yesterday so it was a few days after but we found um a smashed bottle and and the cork and so we collected the smashed bottle um and the cork and brought it to the two apothecaries here run by elsa and the other one pops um but to determine the contents of what was in this bottle and we found that it was alchemist's fire, um, which, you know, one of the reasons that Jay is accused is because, you know, the person had burn victims, and obviously dragon people do that. Um, but this evidence of alchemist fire could definitely be anyone could have used this and thrown it at the person and burned them. So here I have both the bottle that we have reconstructed and the scene of the crime. Uh, so the judge, you're sort of like handing them up over the desk to the yeah. judge. Um, so he's going to take both of them and, and sort of look at them and put them on the desk. Uh, how about a diplomacy check for me? Oh, damn it. <laughs> you didn't think you were just going to be able to say it. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping real You can real do hard. it! Uh, hold on. Lucanus is <laughs> up a foam finger K number one. I was hoping my role-playing <laughs> skills were just going to carry me for this one. I mean, <laughs> so so basically how checks like this work I is I got that... an 18! Nice. Woo! Um, all right. So, yeah, basically how checks like this work, that is very bright, um, is that uh, the... Sorry. the <laughs> it's all right. The, the result of the roll matters, um, but basically the difficulty of the roll changes depending on how well you role-play. So, yes, oh, okay. you, are, you are correct that your role-playing skills skills do matter. You can't just phone it in. <laughs> can't just phone it in, even if you get a nat 20, if you didn't say something that sounded persuasive. Um, all right, so the judge thanks you for those and scrutinizes them and says, uh, is, is there anything else, Miss Prowl? 
Um, no, that, that's it for now. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Um, and Mr. Ron says, uh, and Judge Walker, there is uh, one more person who would like to testify in the case. Miss um, Janet Green. And she, you can see she stands up in another part of the room and comes up and sort of like passes by you. Um, and Kay, as, as you're sort of switching places, she, uh, she reaches down and squeezes your hand. Aww. Yeah. Kay then like burst into tears. <laughs> just, like like tears ugly crying. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like pouring down Aww. her face at this point. Uh, yeah. I would- we're gonna cry together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so Janet comes up and and sits down in the chair and says, uh, "Yes, um, Judge Walker and uh, members of the court, um, I would like to provide testimony to help clear the name of Jay Prowl. Uh, I understand that the uh, the honorable judge of the or the honorable captain of the guard." had discovered evidence and that um, the witness described what he saw and I do not um, claim that either of them is uh, being false. Uh, However, uh, Jay Prowl is not the man who did this because on the night in question, uh, he was with me for several hours during that evening and into the night. And... um, So I would like my testimony to serve as an alibi for the accused that he could not conceivably have been both with me uh, and my parents' home and also in the entertainment district in an alley next to the theater. She was much better at this than Kay was. (laughs) (laughs) She's been practicing. Um, So she will also do a diplomacy check. Is Cedric sitting next to Lucanus right now? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you saved him a seat, remember? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> Lucanus leads over to Cedric, and he's like, hey, if you need an emotional support weapon, I managed to get through with my pieces. Uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. Thank you. An emotional the, the, support weapon? <laughs> I'm, I'm respecting the rules of the court. <laughs> He, he leads over and whispers, I'm not, and just kind of giggles. Oh my goodness. You guys are the worst. She yeah, <laughs> just, like, stares at them with, like, tears, like, streaming down her face. I was going like, to say, she's got, like, white knuckles and, like... Uh, she's like, really? Cedric, yeah, Cedric's very uncomfortable with the fact that Lucanus is breaking the rules. <laughs> so, like sweaty palms, mm-hmm. like heart racing now. Not that my brother got <laughs> murdered. Definitely not that. But Lucanus gets Lucanus gets a thrill from being rebellious. Mm. So he is a teenager. <laughs> he is he is older than you guys. <laughs> Moxnix. Um, so then, uh, Judge Walker says, and, and Kay, you did notice this, that Jay is sitting, um, in a, in a special area at the front of the room, right? So the sort of accused on display dealio. Um, and Judge Walker turns to him and says, uh, Mr. Prowl, uh, we have heard testimony on behalf of the prosecution and from those who have come to your aid to provide defense. Uh, Is there anything that you would like to say on your own behalf? 
and Jay sort of, he like sits up a little straighter in his chair and he says, well, um, I, uh, I don't really know what to say except that I have no ill will toward anyone in this town. This has been my home basically my entire life and regardless of what I may look like or what some people may think of me, I have no ability to breathe fire and even if I did, would not use it on anyone in such a way that's horrifying to be burned like that. And uh, I appreciate the the care that was shown to me by my sister and by Miss Green. Um, they do me a great honor by coming forward and trying to defend me. And I only hope that the court listens to them. And that's it. Tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dog is crying too, apparently. Yeah. Um, Aww, <laughs> puppy. Oh, puppy. Um, all right, so the judge uh, uh, rises from his desk and says, uh, I will be in my chambers considering the evidence and will return with a verdict. So he, he stands, so everybody else stands, and he leaves. Now you guys are free to sort of hang out in the court for a few minutes at the very least. Kay just, like, sits and cries. <laughs> She's, like, twitching and, like, you know, like, near and, like, fiddling her legs and just, like, tears. Is this, like, a recess where people are sort of milling about? Mm-hmm. Okay. Lucanus walks over and gives Kay a big hug and says, you did great. Thanks. Aw. <laughs> she just, like, grabs onto his arm and, like, sobs. Aw. <laughs> Lucanus, your arm is a little soggy now. <laughs> it's okay, it'll dry. Her beautiful makeup is running. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. It's gone, it's gone. destroyed. Done. I don't think they made waterproof eyeliner back in the day. <laughs> no, it was probably mostly like burnt charcoal. Yeah, it's probably just burnt charcoal. Yeah. Ah, actually, the earliest use of nail polish was in China think it was like 2,000 years ago and it was um, a red pigment mixed with beeswax. You're welcome. That's oh. a fun fact. Was the red, red pigment um, from scale insects? I don't know. I imagine. I don't actually Or know. from like I, flowers I, or something? I think scale insects That's the extent of my fact. Yeah, I think it was some other, something else. Yeah. So opportunia is the um, uh, uh, cactus that um, they used to grow the scales that they get the red food coloring from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if y'all didn't know that. Um, it's actually kind of hard to find food. With... I have some in my freezer. Yeah, it's. I found bugs on a cactus. <laughs> oh, you I found the bugs. Them... Yeah, and I took them um, to do a video about them. So I, ha I like saved like, well, I killed a few of them. The cactus is doomed. But it was actually on the equator. There's like a museum in the middle of the world and there happened to be these bugs that I wanted to do a video of on the equator. So they're equator bugs. That is very cool. Yeah, I, I went <laughs> looking for candies. Equator bugs? <laughs> equator bugs? No, because the equator is a very like thin imaginary line. See, most of the time I'm either north of the equator or south of it. Right now in Quito, I'm south. But if I go no, to the class board, like I'm north. On the equator. Yeah, no, they were on like on the equator. <laughs> 
Cool. Yeah, I went, yeah. <laughs> I went looking for candies to see if I could find some with the right red dye in them. And it's, like, exceptionally hard to find now. I think almost yeah, all red not dyes vegan. are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost all red dyes are artificially synthesized now, but... Yeah. For, Which, for another our fun viewers fact. and listeners, have we explained what we're talking about? I don't oh, think yeah. exactly. No, we kind of talked around it. Oops. <laughs> okay. I just so, got so uh, excited. <laughs> red, red food coloring comes from... Uh, uh, or and makeup. Scale insect. And makeup. Yeah, makeup too actually has a lot of scale insects. Really? Scale in- yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually have done a lot of research because I want to do a video. So can I, just, can I just like go for it? Go for it. Wait, <laughs> ready, right. ready, ready, ready? Yeah. So carmine comes from <laughs> Carmine comes from a scale insect, which is a small little white bug that you usually find on prickly pear comes from Central and South America, um, and their blood is bright red. So if you squash them, it makes this bright red color. Um, and dried these these dried insects, um, and then the subsequent powder from their dead bodies <laughs> was then used to make various dyes of red red in color. Although fun fact, if you mix it with lemon, it turns comes orange. And if you mix it with um, baking soda, then it turns purple. So you can actually get <laughs> A couple different colors out of them. Wow. Um, they're <laughs> they were using a lot like to dye lots of things red, including like the British red coats. Um, yeah, and so a lot of food before had the carmine dye in it. Uh, the Starbucks like pink fruit, the pink strawberry drink had it until um, there's a big thing. It was like, oh well, they're technically insects, which are animals, so then it's not vegan, and then so they used a different dye. Um, in makeup and cosmetics, a lot of lipstick and eyeshadows as well also have this dye. Um, but now, again, kind of for the same reasons, they're now using two, like, red lakes, double red lakes dye. But fun fact, the red lake dye is not <laughs> approved by the FDA for eye use because in some people it causes staining um, and eye irritation. However, the crushed up bug is safe for eye use and lip use, but it's a crushed up bug and so it doesn't fit a lot of the vegan formulas. So yeah, red lipstick. Oh, um, and the, I forget the chemical exactly in their blood, um, but we think it's to deter ants. So mm. one of the studies done by Thomas Eisner found that um, it's toxic to to ants and a lot of other insects, and it seems to be kind of like an insect repellent built into their blood. That is super cool. Oh, and and they were brought, uh, so they grow on the prickly pear, and the prickly pear was brought to Australia to, to like, grow the red insects to make the British's, like, coats red. Um, and then the prickly pear, not the insect, but the prickly pear became invasive, and then they brought a moth over, and it's one of the first examples of successful biocontrol, where the moth controls the prickly pear well. It actually integrated well into the ecosystem and didn't itself become an invasive species. Unlike the cane toad, but wow. yeah, I think um, so, I, I think that's about uh, all. <laughs> that was great. From a Thanks. from a production standpoint, um, the uh, cactus that it grows on is actually really common um, and really surprisingly <laughs> wide ranging. It ranges up to um, Nebraska, I think, is um, the uh, part of its northern range, um, at least in the Midwest. Like, yeah, we've got it in Maryland, technology. for sure. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, we had uh, it in... Georgia. It's on the lake shore of Lake Michigan in the Indiana Dunes, too, because it was dragged up there by the glaciers. So I grew up with oh, it. Oh, okay. And we've so even found there are individuals of the prickly pear in the prairie where I work. 
Yeah. So um, they're also uh, uh, raised for food. I actually have a couple of prickly pear fruits in my fridge right now. Um, they're on sale right now in Wyoming. <laughs> I can um, I can get one of the bugs. They're in my freezer. <laughs> if you want to show us a bug. Yeah, show us a bug. Yeah, hold on. Burp, you want me to grab burp. one of the fruits from my fridge? Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> the more visual aids, the better. I'll grab a fruit. Sorry to all you podcast listeners. We'll have so, to how... audio description for you. Yeah, it's so it's it's carminic acid in cochineal insects that make the dye, and it's uh, it's pH reactive, and it doesn't always make red colors. It can also make orange and purples. Um, and the Greeks and Romans used oak kermes scales uh, to make red dye from kermes oak. So that was actually a Mediterranean source of scale yeah, red dye. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Eric is checking in on um, <laughs> Eric is checking in on chat and mentioned. Um, uh, ancient purple dye made from the shell of a rare sea yes. snail. I read, yeah. I read that too because I have a book about mollusks, um, and so I was reading all about this like purple dye from, <laughs> from yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that was it's it was Tyrian purple from the shell, mm -hmm. or from, it wasn't actually it's not the shell of the scale, or shell of the snail. There's an organ inside that when it is crushed and oxidizes, it produces the purple pigment, and you have to collect a lot of it to dye garments, which is why it was associated with just royalty that could afford getting purple clothing. Um, and so that's why purple is associated as a royal they're color. They're like really tiny, but it's all um, like They're so tiny. That's yeah, very sure. cool. I didn't know that, Ryan. And Mr. And I just want to say there's, there's, also, there's a snail. You can also make it with blue, and it has a really important uh, symbolism in Judaism where they call it tehelet, and it would dye the strands of uh, the belts that they wear that have the, the, the white strands on them, they would sure. get blue dyed strands. Um, I oh. think I think at Bar Mitzvah. Um, I don't remember that part. But the, so that was that was a very special thing too, because it's very hard to get limited dye and they would use that. Um, I've done a a lot of natural dye things in my past lives. That's very yeah. cool. Um, yes, and Misty21, thank you so much for coming to watch. Um, we promise we'll get back to D&D &D in a moment, but I'm glad you feel like you're getting smarter listening to us talk about bugs that turn things colors. Nancy, <laughs> oh, show us your fingers again. That was... That That's color, really sorry, cool. sorry, Joe, but that color is fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. for yeah. podcast yeah. listeners, Nancy is crushing one of the cochineal bugs between her fingers, I mean, and it just it looks like blood. It's so red. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. It really does look like blood. It's that's a beautiful color. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. super cool. And they would farm it so. in, in South America using these little tubes that the scales basically wouldn't leave, and they would build <laughs> up in the tube. And then instead of like destroying the plant or anything, you remove that, and it's filled with scale. And you can just take that all out, and then you can get a new tube and inoculate it with a few scales. Mm and then put that on a new part of the plant, and they would just live in there and be attached to the plant and, and produce till you harvest that one. Cochineal condos? So for, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> so for, for any of our listeners that don't know, uh, scale insects are kind of like aphids. Yeah. They're, they're small, little, teeny insects that kind of just suck plant fluids. And or just they're kind of like white flies, if you've, heard of, if you've heard of those, mm -hmm. but they don't fly because yeah. they're scale There's a whole bunch of different groups in that area, uh, or in that, that particular branch of the family tree that <laughs> hang out on plants and just kind of suck plant juices and hang out and do interesting yeah. chemical ecological things um, and have really so weird scale insect insects plants. have um, mm -hmm. sort of evolved right out of their legs they're essentially just a digestive tract um, 
yeah. uh, uh, connected to a reproductive organ. And um, it's a beautiful life. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was um, like that. <laughs> so, right? That, yeah, you barely ever move. Find a good place right. to settle down and. Yeah. yeah. So, because That's of why that. Until somebody pops um, you in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. Because of that, um, they, uh, uh, they're they really prone to a lot of predators. So um, things like ants and ladybugs are um, actually insect pests of uh, cochineal um, manufacture. And one of their big pests is actually a predaceous moth, mm. um, which is kind of surprising. So um, I ran uh, to my fridge earlier and grabbed a, a prickly pear fruit. Beautiful. Um, oh, good. Are... We've got, like, the whole ecosystem going on in this, <laughs> yep, <laughs> this yep. podcast. Go get one of those moths, and then it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, for uh, uh, the um, listeners at home, it's just sort of like a sort of um, uh, reddish-pink oval, and it, um, uh, it used to be covered with spines, although those have been shaved off. Not completely. I'm probably going to have thorns in my fingers from this. Um, but if you open up it up, inside, we appreciate the sacrifice, is, Joe. Yeah. Ooh. If you open it up inside, it actually looks a lot like a pomegranate, and the juice is like highlighter hot pink. Yeah. Beautiful. So I'm going to so, be yeah, eating this for the rest. Of you the can tell that the the carminic acid is being produced in the plant as a deterrent or herbivory, and it concentrates it in its fruit which is the extremely important part of the plant where it's trying to create seeds and get those dispersed to create new generations and reproduce itself. Yep, and so. I think they're dispersed by birds. Mm. Definitely sense. not scale insects that yeah. are just cheating the whole system. How would you like to have the job of a prickly pear shaver? <laughs> I mean, I like get me a razor in the world. and fruit every once in a while, I'd be happy with it. <laughs> I feel like it's all down to the technique. I've seen people do it before, and it's it's like the people who really know what they're doing. It's just like it's no problem at all. But nice. yeah, I, I I have pricked up a prickly pear fruit, not really thinking about it in a parking lot, and yeah, it was like okay, cool. The next thirty minutes of my life is going to be picking tiny little spines <laughs> out of my hand. Yeah, more. So, <laughs> and for those of you, for those of you who wonder what this tastes like, because I'm literally eating it right now, like mm, on camera. Make us I'm jealous. <laughs> Um, it actually does taste a lot like pear. Nice. So. Um, Ryan, you might find this interesting. So here up in the highlands, um, there was this uh, indigenous group of people that actually uh, a volcano killed before the Incans ever got here. Um, but they used two plants for dyes, and one of them came out, uh, like one of them's a little, I guess they're both little berries, um, but one of them comes out like blue, like my lipstick blue. And the other one comes out red, like this. And the plant still grows oh. up here. So if you ever want to come to Ecuador, I can show you these plants. I swear, Nancy plugs... <laughs> the is great. Yeah, Nancy plugs <laughs> us visiting Ecuador once, once a show. So. Indeed. But if you want to, like, if you ever get here, it would be really cool to show you because it's, like, um, one of the ethnobotanicals here and, like, a lot of people are, like, really proud about it and it's one of the natural dyes that's still used and they show you, like, the color that comes off and then you, like, pick it right off the plant and it comes from an ecological reserve in the middle of the city, mm. so oh, it's cool. That's so yeah. cool. That's really and, cool. That's cool Ryan, that they get that much from a berry. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan, it's pretty... from, from your perspective, that could be written off as a work chart because it's yeah. anthropologically <laughs> important. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, someday we'll take a someday we'll take a nature check trip to Ecuador. It'll be great. Um, yes. right. D in my apartment. Oh, that's great. <laughs> no, we'll just play D and D on the equator. We'll just be like, done. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be so cool. 
All right. Yeah. Someday when we set up a Patreon, y'all can support yeah. us <laughs> playing D and D on the Aquarium. <laughs> yeah, Eric was thinking exactly the same thing. He <laughs> says new, pat- now, new Patreon tier equator trip. Yes. <laughs> now, now the real question is: Does the north south of the equator affect the way the spin of the dice? You oh know, my you goodness! Know that... Definitely not. Only we're right? I mean, we'll just sit on opposite sides and do like a hundred tosses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can all your dice rolls Run only count if you're on the actual line. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. here's a fun fact oh. if you ever do visit Ecuador there's the middle of the world monument but it's actually not on the equator they missed by about 300 meters because it was the original French calculation so like they were pretty good for back in the day um, but it's Ecuador is one of Ecuador's best kept secrets that the middle of the world monument is not actually on the equator you need to go about like 300 meters north I think to a little <laughs> museum called Intinan um, and that's where they actual calculated it with GPS that is a very fun That's fact. <laughs> Everyone should go visit Ecuador and have Nancy be their tour guide yeah. as evidenced yeah. by all of these free samples of <laughs> right? Alright, so that concludes our talk about insect-based dye. Alrighty. I love this bell so much. Um, <laughs> things people should not let me have. Bells and microphones. Um... <laughs> Which you have we, we have a bell exactly like that in my office, and I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I went into oh, the, the office supply store office. and was like, do you have one of those bells that people put on their desks? <laughs> she was like, of course we do. Like, yes. The only people that ring that bell are like 4-H kids that come in and are like, I need to turn in my paperwork right now! <laughs> it's like two months late, but I need to ring it right now! <laughs> Alrighty, um, so are you guys doing anything else during the recess while the judge is out of the room? Well, uh, I don't think Kay has the mental capacity to do yeah. anything but hiccup yeah. in the corner. Well, just, just, kind of, just kind of like patting Kay <laughs> on the back, sitting next yeah. to her. <laughs> Cedric's like trying to make jokes to like try and get attention Yeah. Can't oh, like, do you like somehow can't still... hear all of this that's happening? Like, well, Kay, Kay is I mean... like attached to Lucanus's arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Out of character, Peter wants to know, is Kay's mom there? Because Kay's parents were, like, real chill about the fact that yeah. her son was on top of her. Well, you didn't actually ever meet them, so it, you don't know if what, they were being chill or not. I know. But... P- Peter Peter wants to know. <laughs> uh, yes, Kay, your parents are in the room. Sweet. But they did, not bring, they did not bring the little ones with them. Yeah. But they are there. Aww. Yeah. Like, well, Kay, uh... Cedric's shirt is clean. He came, so he came in a clean shirt. Kay, like, looks at Fletcher and then looks at Cedric. And, like, can you see any of this shirt through the chainmail? I'm assuming the chainmail was just... Oh, no, the, the shirt's on top now. Oh, the shirt's on top. Yeah. She just, yeah, like, looks over and, like, plops her messy, makeup-y face and goes... <laughs> 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 Cedric, are you going to try to dodge that, or are you just going to let it happen? Uh, I motorboat happen, man. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, guys. I'm, I'm dealing with a, a family thing. Um, no, sorry. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'll I'll be right back. Okay, okay. Well, then then he doesn't get a chance to dodge, and his white shirt is just covered in goo. Um, well, in gooey, gooey, messy makeupness. I was trying. I was trying to make her like laugh a little bit like at Cedric but if that made her feel better too then uh, 
<laughs> Good. Exactly. Um, so this happens for perhaps uh, 20 minutes. Um, and then um, Mr. Ron uh, says, all rise. And the judge comes walking back in and sits down at his desk. Um, and he says, uh, Mr. Dawson Clark, uh, the court appreciates your diligence in investigating and prosecuting the case. Uh, and the court would like to thank all of the witnesses, both for the uh, prosecution and for the defense. Uh, we pride ourselves here in New Sachester on <laughs> distributing, <laughs> distributing fair and equal justice. While the testimony from the witness may have provided the prosecution with a uh, suspect initially, the court finds that there is insufficient evidence to convict Mr. J. Prowell of the murder of Timothy Prendergast. Captain Wells, the court charges you with continuing your excellent investigation in order to bring the actual culprit to justice. However, Mr. Prowl, you are free to go. Okay, just like collapses and that like thing, pile of tears. <laughs> Would you like you to know what the judge up. rolled against your diplomacy? Sure. I saved it. A one. No one. <laughs> Oh, he's an awful judge. <laughs> he's not an awful judge. He just rolled a one, but that's okay because it's not like she was lying anyway. Yeah. yeah. He just like extra believed her. Um, yeah. And Janet did a great job too. So the, <laughs> if you do say so yourself. I mean, she also, she rolled really high. So oh. um, <laughs> if I do say so myself, <laughs> she rolled really high. Um, but yeah, so basically um, the guards unlock his manacles and they sort of open the little, you know, gateway and he's walking out into the population. And he like pushes past everyone and just like glomps him. Yeah, and your your parents come over too. And um, so- His shirt is also now affected by running <laughs> like this. No shirt is safe. Um, so I believe Cedric and Lucanus and Fletcher, you actually got a chance to see Jay before, um, but you haven't really met um, the Prowls. So um, you see uh, a man and a woman um, maybe in, like, their, you know, mid to late 40s, um, <clears throat> sort of plain, hardworking folk, um, but they both come up and sort of, like, put their arms so it's, like, you know, the big family hug thing, so there's yeah. Kay hugging Jay and then the two parents around them, and they all just sort of stand like that, more or less silently for a few moments. Um, do, like, hiccups and sobs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your mom is sort of, you know, doing the, the pat over your hair, and mm -hmm. she just says very quietly to you, Kay, that was very brave. Thank you for helping your brother. Kay just, like, mutters something, and, like, no one can understand through hiccups and, <laughs> and tears. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> just tears and hiccups. Yeah, your dad's being super stoic. <laughs> One, right. one man tear. One man tear, yeah. yeah. He's like, is there dust in here or something? <laughs> Need a cleaning lady. <laughs> and eventually um, it sort of breaks up, but then Jay sort of like gives you an extra hug and says, hey, thanks. You're welcome. Anything for my biggest, bestest brother. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Um, and, and Janet is sort of standing, sort of, like, like Lucanus and Fletcher and Cedric, I imagine, sort of awkwardly on the outskirts of this. Yeah. Um, and she comes up and sort of looks at the two of you and says, yes, I, I really appreciate what you and your friends did, Kay, for, for me and my family, and so that 
the two of us could work to help Jay. I'm so glad you're free. <laughs> yeah. Is everything you. okay? That, that means a lot to us. Everything okay, Peter? We're good. All right. Are we all good, Peter? Yes. Yes. yes everything. Yes. Yeah, we're no, all good. It sounds like everything is okay with my family and and K's. And K's. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He he missed the he he missed the big reveal. <laughs> yeah. He missed the big reveal. That's, um. K's family is okay, and that's what's important. Yeah. <laughs> my family's med minor medical issue is is fine. Oh right? no! Oh no! Oh goodness! Um. So yeah, uh, Jay looks at Janet and is like, do you want to maybe not be in here anymore? I'd kind of like to not be in here anymore. And she's like, let's, <laughs> let's go get you some food or something. But she stops again and, and takes you by the hand, Kay, and says, I don't really have much. I mean, I guess you sort of know that now. Um, but I know that, that you all are, are perhaps going out on to do some adventure -y type things and, and that you have sort of a dangerous job ahead of you in order to help us. So um, I'd like to, to give you these, if I can, um, to maybe help a little. Um, and she is putting in your hand um, a gold necklace with an amber stone pendant, um, a matching gold bracelet, and small gold earrings with amber stones dangling from them. Oh, this, is, this is all I have, really. Thank you so much. And she just, like, gives her a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> and she hugs you back. If a little awkwardly, it's like she's not she's not super used to, in, you know, in her more formal life um, <laughs> being that sort of, like, casually... Her shirt is now also scared. Yeah. <laughs> 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 she, was, she was trying to wear a nice outfit, but it's not so nice anymore. Um, and then, yeah, she, I, she takes Jay by the sure? hand. Are this, this isn't, like, no. anything super special well, uh, to you or anything, is it? I can cut out for a second. Oh. Oh yeah, no, it, you're fine, Joe. So my feet cut out for a second. What did she give us? Um, she was giving Kay some jewelry. What did she give us? Some jewelry. She gave me. She yeah. gave me. Yeah, yeah. Kay some jewelry. Yeah. Um. Oh no, it's it's not. It's not nothing. anything. It's not anything super sentimental. It's just. I hate. I hate being able to say that. But no, these are these are not anything that I'm going to. Not not anything I'm going to miss. But I'm hoping maybe they could help you in some way and. I'd rather give them to you than, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. And then she takes Jay's hand you, and- You take good care of my brother, though. Of course. I will. <laughs> just say- just saying. <laughs> and he just kind of like, he like, he like chucks you on the chin, or on the cheek a little bit, and he's like, hey, I, you know I can take care of myself. I have to take care of you. What? What was all of today about? I know. I, I know. I know. And then he just, he just, he just walks away doing this. Yeah. He just waves. And your mom has like the corner of her apron like up against your face, like, honey. It's okay. Yeah. I want, I want to go to bed. Okay. And uh, like, she and she and your dad are gonna. Go, yeah, she and your dad are gonna go back to their story. Uh, like well, you slept last night, peasant. Ooh. Some of us were worried. Um, yeah, it's like it's like midday at this point. I know I sort of like ran through it because I didn't want to be talking to myself for three hours. But you know what I mean. Like it's <laughs> yeah. you know it was it was a trial. A great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that's the DMs hate it when they have to like have very long involved conversations between NPCs in front of you guys. It's the least comfortable thing ever. Just talking to yourself. I mean, it's a it's hobby. Storytelling. I liked it. Thank you. Um, okay, but yeah, so we did the trial thing, so it's like midday-ish now, so it looks like Jay and Janet are gonna go off and have lunch or something. Your parents are going back, so they're gonna, you know, they, I'm gonna go they hadn't had the store open for the morning. and, like, flop into my bed for at least a little bit. Okay, cool. Hope everyone's alright with that. I don't <laughs> care if you're not. I'm flopping in bed for a couple hours. Flopping in bed for a couple hours. After I wash my face, lest my sheets be scathed. <laughs> oh, so you were okay with mussing Cedric's shirt, but not your sheets and your pillowcase. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> Wait, was it my shirt or was it Lucanus' shirt? No, it was your shirt. It was your shirt. Lucanus is oh. scathed. Your freshly then, clean shirt. Yeah, you this missed it. This is what it, happens but... when I leave. Yeah. I leave for <laughs> five minutes. Because Fletcher was like, oh, look at it. Like, at least Cedric has a clean shirt. And she just, like, glared at him and then, like, Locked her face into your shirt and went. <laughs> <laughs> but you missed that too. <laughs> okay, wait. To lean your sh- your head on my shirt had to be you had to like bend <laughs> she double like, to do. Yeah, she I like like you. planted into you to like <laughs> purposely attack it your was shirt. Not not comfortable consoling at all. This, this <laughs> like you were on your knees. <laughs> And flop. And <laughs> the impossible to, is possible. You have right. to remember that Lucanus. You have to remember that Lucanus doesn't really wear a shirt, robes, and. Oh yeah. Yeah. No one has ever felt consoled putting their face on somebody's naked. <laughs> well, no, he didn't say he was naked. He just said he had like his leather armor on. He doesn't have like no. something soft on. Yeah. yeah. No, leather is the worst because your face looks. <laughs> Stick. <laughs> oh, the robes are soft. Well, I thought you said you had taken your robe off, but you did say you had your hood on when you walked in the door. So yeah, I guess you do have your robe on. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had. Well, I was like concealing all my weapons from like people just in case some shit went down. Right. Because we don't know what the DM has planned. <laughs> uh, well, Cedric, uh, let's let's head back into the inn and maybe try to. Wash that shirt out again. <laughs> it was so clean. You made it so nice, and I just—I mean, obviously, you know, Kay is distraught, so it's all—you know—I don't hold it against her, but you just got it. Clean. I just feel really bad. You went through so much effort. <laughs> Eric, Eric in the chat is like, anyone oh. know prestidigitation? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. Fletcher literally cast that spell once already this morning on that same shirt. <laughs> well, Lucanus, let's just Lucanus try to not let it set this time and get it washed. It on... Lucanus what? Lucanus picks up a big clot of dirt, slaps it on Cedric's shoulder, and he's like, it's okay, buddy. <laughs> One of our merch options just be a shirt with various stains on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The one dollar Patreon pledge is a randomly stained shirt. Oh, you know what? We okay. should make it like one hey. of those one of those like talk, shirts with a name tag and have it say like Cedric. No, they could be they could be they could be old field work shirts. We could just oh, like raffle off our shirts from field work. Real talk, y'all. Uh-oh. I own like 
300 stained t-shirts. That... <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't gotten rid of a, a t-shirt since high school, so you guys no. want a t-shirt with a weird stain on it. Now we know where Cedric gets his not being good at laundry thing from. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um... Yeah. For, well, no, for, it's it's kind of funny because like our Patreon. Patreon is like our <laughs> Patreon reward tier is gonna be like Peter's garage sale. <laughs> Eric says we're getting dangerously close to Japanese vending machines, so let's let's just cut yeah. that there <laughs> and go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where I was afraid of the direction yeah. it was going. Yeah. All right, so Kay is Eric, going Eric, home to Eric. Send me a DM. We're good. <laughs> Kay is very good at just, like, unceremoniously leaving and not telling anyone where she's going. Yep. So she went, you went somewhere, but you, I, I know you went home to, to clean up and take a nap, um, an emotional nap. Um, the, boy, the boys are hazing Cedric. Uh, you guys want to do anything else? I just want to keep hazing Cedric. <laughs> He's such an easy target. He really is. You're really, you're punching down. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> we buy you lunch at the inn, get you a bowl of soup, just Aww. immediately knock it over onto you. <laughs> he gets paid for something and Fletcher just I takes it like one Le Leon from behind the bar is like, no food fights. <laughs> Um, so, whatever happened to, the, uh, that guy that was gonna pay us to go adventuring? The fish That's guy? A good question. No, no, no. The, the guy that, the guy that you were talking to, Fletcher. The, the academic type. That one. With the papers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Racist Wait, hold on. <laughs> Cyrus Bean. Are you guys having this conversation as you walk back to the park? I think his name was Cyrus Bean. Uh, oh, no, uh, yeah. well, I believe Casper is stationed at the, uh, the academy that's being built. Um, but until that's done, I'm sure we'll run into him in the inn again at some point. Uh, if not, we can probably go find him at the academy if we find anything interesting or, or of note. Uh, you know, he, he mainly wanted geographical and topographical information as he's trying to chart out Arda. Do you think he'd be interested in these birds that we're supposed to be going investigating? <laughs> he might be. Uh, I, I know he'd certainly be interested in, you know, the, the layout of these forests to the west, so as we go out there, if there's anything, any land features of note. Um, I believe that's what he's most most interested in. Um, and we, of course, have to go to the river as well. Yes, right, the river. The other thing that we were going to do for Kay's family. <laughs> Wow. Hopefully, hopefully it's not just all the fish are dead now. <laughs> I should hope not. Because there was a problem. There was a problem. Don't eat the fish. Don't eat the fish. The fish, fish sucks. Bad. 
What are we gonna do for the rest of the day? What do y'all wanna do? <laughs> I mean, we could. Uh, I don't know. Kay's pretty much out of commission, and she knows her way around better than any of us. I love how no one knows where I live either, so no one can come find me. That's You're true. so secretive. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> tell them where you were. You were just like, I... bye. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, they could probably house. ask. They could. They like, could find out. You could like, find I'm, out. But I feel like you've been through so much today that you like. It's probably just like. You need some like time and space. I love Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher is the MVP of this game. And I figure you probably don't want to see Cedric right now. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she newly... does for an emotional punching bag. Yeah. Kay and Cedric are they're they're gonna be best friends. They are gonna be best friends. They will probably. be. I feel like that's how it always starts. Can we go investigate this fish thing without Kay? Do we need her for that? Uh, you mean split up the party? <laughs> already happened. You're past that point. <laughs> yeah, Kay That's true, split from the but party. Still. <laughs> we'll be leaving the city. Though. I mean, do we know how to get to the river? We can ask. We go along oh, the coast. I hope I am not cutting out. No, you're there. No, yeah, we can hear you. We just weren't interested in what you had to say. Wow! <laughs> oh shit, now he's actually cut out. I have attacked the characters? <laughs> <laughs> I swear these people actually like each other in real life. <laughs> Joe, come back! No, he's back. He's back. I didn't catch any of that. Mike. <laughs> I was being rude to you and you weren't here. Now I feel bad about it. Wait, you feel bad because he wasn't here to hear it or because he left? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, if you make fun of someone to their face, it's all just joking. But if you make fun of someone behind their back, then you're serious. Nancy gets it. (laughs) You can't can't hurt my feelings unless my feelings are here to be hurt, guys. That's how you insult people. That's That's what I was thinking. No, it's like if you say something behind someone's back, like you mean it. You actually like mean those mean things that you're saying. But if you say it to their fa- their face, and you're kind of like you're just joking and teasing. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. see, I always mean the mean things that I say. Awesome. Well, you're kicked out of the party. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> I never mean any mean things I say, and I've never said anything mean. So. Well, I know that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Ryan! First of all... <laughs> you keep oh. your mouth shut! Oh my god. <laughs> you can tell... This is what happens! Cedric, you can tell when Peter's lying because, like, his beard... His, like, his mustache and his beard just get pointier. <laughs> it wasn't like Pinocchio. Just a beard like face. a cartoon villain? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what happens when you get five random people from the internet into one shared <laughs> internet well, and y'all said you were in a mood from the get-go, and now the, yeah. the emotional tension of Jay's life being in peril is over. Everybody's just like, Ooh. Yeah. I've been up since, like, 5 o'clock doing mm. all kinds of stuff today. That's what Saturdays I are for. I'm wiped. Uh, <laughs> uh, I drove a moving truck from Washington, D.C. to North Carolina today. Uh. I feel you. Was that you or Cedric? No, that wasn't Cedric. 
Cedric drove a moving truck. Cedric couldn't reach the pedals. <laughs> well, he might be able to reach the pedals, but he definitely won't be able to reach the wheel. Well, yeah, you can't. Like, you can reach the pedals or look over the windshield, but you can't do both. I can like just using imagine a stick. Cedric getting, like, really creative with phone books. And... <laughs> <laughs> Hammer so... just in the seat next to him on a road trip. Mm. Wind in his hair, just having great conversations with the Moradin Hammer. You know, other right. D&D podcasts have done, like, Critical Role did this, and Dugongs and Sea Dragons is planning on doing this, where they make, like, uh, PC um, uh, playlists of like you know music that that character would listen to now i feel like oh, we need a, a cedric road trip playlist <laughs> <laughs> more like a cedric doing laundry playlist <laughs> laundry montage well, but that playlist would never exist because i mean technically you just did his laundry yeah and he owes you like he owes you ryan he owes you like four or five quarters something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> well, i'm not well, doing I, it again i will totally, <laughs> If, if people want it, I will totally put together it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's going to be all like hymns. Yeah, right. <laughs> Chanting. No. Uh, no, no, no. Church camp songs. Oh, goodness. Oh, oh, oh goodness. Uh, our God is an awesome God. Oh, see, goodness. See, Lucanus's playlist would be like a lot of heavy metal, some um, uh, uh, bad religion, and dead Kennedys mixed in there for good for good measure, and then um, just Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> and the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so what are the three of you doing? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just eating at the... Apparently talking bar. about dumb shit for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so... yeah. Yeah, if we're just, like, we're sitting there eating lunch, um, I think Fletcher, he's been spending time, like, taking his notes and researching um, the other plant that we found, the unknown plant. So he probably, like, he's done it before. He always just, like, did it away in his room while, like, studying it. But I think he probably brings it down so, like, while they're all there together, he's, like, continuing work, too. Okay. So Candace is eating and drinking a beer, and he's doing good. I don't know what he's eating, but... Eh, something, whatever. Barbecue pork. We'll just say smoked pork with a mustard barbecue sauce. Oh, barbecue! Ye olde similar what I had. Mustard. You're gonna bring that shit. Oh god. Oh no. No. Mustard. We're we're veering away from this too. K K left, and the boys don't know what to do with themselves. (laughs) Right. You know what? The DM lays out all these delicious plot hooks, and the boys are like, "We're gonna sit at the bar and talk about stupid stuff because we don't have the girl to like give us direction." Yeah, you know what, Peter? Let's let's just save the barbecue talk for a nature chat. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Everybody, put it on your calendars. Nature chat next week. Mm. Oh, we're doing this tonight then. Okay. Oh, oh man, okay. <laughs> barbecue and pesticides. Barbecue should. Pork. Ew, that does not sound like a good combo. Pork and pesticides. What? Pork and pestilence. <laughs> Tune in next week to hear the. My, Peter's interesting story about pesticides and pork. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah. You doing anything else, uh, Cedric? Do you want to do anything about your wardrobe, or are you good? <laughs> he has I mean, an oversized t-shirt, t-shirt now. Got... He has a boyfriend <laughs> shirt. Oh my god. He has a what? He has a boyfriend shirt because I gave him a giant tunic. 
Yes! <laughs> Gay is my boyfriend now. <laughs> oh, is that how that works? You guys heard it here now? Isn't it like her, her dad is your boyfriend? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it's his shirt? See, nope. I like okay to think of it... I like it. I like to think of it as like he's wearing one of those dresses that happens to just be a shirt. Like, have you seen one of those? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're called boyfriend shirts. Yeah. Oh, are they? Or t-shirt yeah. dresses. Yeah, thought... Or t-shirt dresses. Yeah. It depends on okay. how fitted they are mm -hmm. versus how oversized they are. So yeah. I'm assuming this one is going to be oversized on Cedric. Gotcha. Yeah. So I didn't know they were the same thing. I mean, he's thick. It's because you can like so buy pants by pockets. And actual numbers. Yep. Yeah, I I have I have like male privilege just for my clothes alone. Because, like <laughs> the whole pocket situation with, and I'm being a hundred percent serious. Oh, like yeah. the whole pocket situation with men's pants pockets. is like okay. So women's pants and field work. <clears throat> I have seen women's field pants that do not have pockets, and one that outrages me. Two, like how do you? Make that I have a badass leg pouch that makes me look like Laura Croft that I got at Dragon Con. <laughs> well, that's like cool. fix that. Okay. I just bought like <laughs> like backpacking pants from like REI that you know they zip off so when I'm done with field work I don't have to drive home in the pants I can drive home in the shorts and yeah. they've got like they've got zippy pockets on both thighs and regular pockets in the front and pockets in the back that have like a snap close so yeah like you just, you have to work hard to find them okay. but they exist yeah. Okay. And then when you find them, I bought one uh, pair in each of the two colors that they offered because <laughs> when you find something that works, you buy one in every color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Especially field pants. <laughs> anyway, sorry for the aside. No, that's alright. I just do my jungle tours and like bug dresses because you wear whatever you want out in the jungle. <clears throat> nice. Bug dresses? Yeah, dresses made of bugs. with bugs on them. <laughs> dresses made of bugs. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So yeah, yeah, okay. It's like a humming. It's like a. It's like a hummingbird nest, Peter. But Nancy. Nancy collects spider web <laughs> and then puts bugs in it. Yeah, so I saw like beetle shells and feathers and stuff I find in the jungle, like a princess. I know we're making fun, princess. but like, how cool would that look? I mean, good. Yeah, I mean, with Nancy designing it, we'll make it work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Yeah. I just like the idea of you making clothes out of the decorations of my childhood bedroom. I've made hair ties out of vines, if that counts. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the character that I played on a, a, a previous D&D &D game that w was live on Twitch was a half-orc girl from, who would, like, you know, from a roving orc band. And the in 5th in edition, you get, like, a background that helps tell things about your character. And because she was, like, a basically, like, a barbarian, not the class, but the, you know, the actual people roving around... Um, the I forget what they like an outsider I don't remember exactly what the background was but one of the qualities of the background was that you have one it was like you have one item that is uh, a tr a trophy from you, like your own hunting and trapping so I gave her because she was like really obsessed with her personal appearance she had a scrunchie made out of a chipmunk <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing something similar with Nancy in the jungle. <laughs> I, I so actually um, on one of there's this like abandoned island that no one lives lives on, um, and I found a sea lion skull on it, and I took the teeth from it. So I should have them made into a necklace. That can be my trophy. Wow! That's wow! Amazing. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure right. if I'm supposed to have them, but no. there's there's a rule here. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just never bring those back into America. Yeah, never. No, yeah. they stay here. But yeah, I have like sea yeah. lion teeth. 
Um, like you find like sea turtle skulls wash up all the time on the on the beach. Super cool. <laughs> lots, oh, lots of dead stuff is interesting. Oh, anyway, yeah. um, so are the are are Lucanus and Cedric and Fletcher going to do anything, or are they just hanging out for the rest of the day? I I feel like we're just waiting to hear from Kay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like it's like we're kind of it's kind of like I think the I think the assumption is just kind of like we're like. You know, today we're on her timeline. Like, it's yeah, not we really. Did, like... We did good over the past few Deserve a vacation. We know that we'd like track you down and bang on the door and be like, "Come on, we need to go." Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're just gonna day drink. Day drink. <laughs> Solid. I'm day drink. Day drink. That or Peter. <laughs> uh, Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cleric of Morden. They advocate for day drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As do I. I mean, D- Lucanus is what eating beef jerky right now. <laughs> uh, Fletcher, Fletcher's like, oh, I'm looking at this plant. Real good. <laughs> uh, okay, are you planning on joining them? Or are you going to take the rest of the day off? Yeah, maybe like around dinner time, she'll like wander over there. She should probably say thanks for you know support and stuff. Okay. Aww. <laughs> um. So yeah, we can fa- like... we can fast forward to then. So it's like okay. early dinner time, and Kay comes into the marked bird. She like flops <clears throat> at the table. Hey guys, I I just wanted to say thanks, you know, for all of your support for you know like signing your life away to a debt that's not yours and like running around the city and you know supporting me in general and my family i do really appreciate it anything for a friend and if this if this new lady turns out to be anything like virgin this whole thing is going to be ridiculously easy to get out of anyways plus you know if she takes my possession they're not going to be able to take my weapons and you know one gold yeah well, I appreciate your uh, positive outlook on the situation. Yeah, how do you? I mean, how do you guys think we should move forward on this? <clears throat> I don't know. Apparently, there's parrots to kill and fish to find out why they're dead or bad or whatever. I think they're both west. Are they? They're both west, right? They are. They're both west. So. Lucanus um, just shrugs. Surveillance. That's all we can do. Um. So make a. Okay. Make a knowledge. Knowledge local or knowledge nature check, whichever you'd prefer. Uh, I think my. Nature check. Nature check. I think my. I feel like we should have like a like a I don't know some kind of sound. Well, my knowledge like a sound bite that you can press. My knowledge nature is not us, so I'm gonna go with local. Cool. Um, which was a solid ten. A solid ten, nice and average. We're we're recovering from our stressful day. Um, yeah. So so when you were talking about the fish and you got your net, um, maybe like two sessions ago now you got a net. Um, yeah, so you did talk about where the river is, and the easiest way to get to the river, yeah, would be, like, going sort of out of the north part of the city, and then kind of heading northwest. Um, because if you head straight west, you would literally hit, like, the fort and then the water. So, (laughs) so that wouldn't work. Um, but yeah, if you go kind of, like, 
north of the city and then sort of curve to the northwest, um, you get to the river. And then um, what Sawan said was that the parrots that she wants um, are in the forests to the west. Um, So you could assume that maybe on the other side of the river there are forests? So do we... uh... We just make this one, one big outing. Keep yeah. going past, you know, figure out the river. Keep going till we find these birds. I'm yeah, for it. Yeah, makes sense to me. Um, how do you capture a bird? Um, you just t- sing at it or tweet at it, I suppose, <laughs> and it'll come right down to you. We should be able to use your We should be able to use your sling, Cedric. Or bows and arrows. Yeah, that. Magic. I mean, we kill them. Mage hand. Lucanus reaches back and just sort of tugs on his crossbow as, like, confirmation. Like, yes, I have something we can use. No, I'm, I'm looking at my weapons. <laughs> How did you know that I have a sling? Huh? I think you mentioned it once. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think you did. <clears throat> You've used it in battle before. Yeah. We'll have a. We'll also have a net for the fish that we could, mm-hmm. instead of in water, hang up in the trees and try to flush birds into it. Mm, mist netting. Mist net. Mm, but yeah. not a mist net. <laughs> it's like way. Like the It'll be, yeah. way bigger. I'm assuming these are big birds. Maybe they're not. <laughs> it's a. It's a foggy net. <laughs> they're very very bad eyesight. <laughs> Blind birds. <laughs> All right, so next session we're going to discuss mist netting and how that works. I guess. Um, <laughs> you can discuss well, it when you try that... it. <clears throat> okay, so are we heading out into the dark? That well, night? No, no, it's like dinner I, time. Yeah, like we <laughs> oh. should eat and then like sleep and then go in the morning. Yeah, I'd be like, how about, how about we just spend tonight celebrating? I'll buy you your first drink, Kay. Oh, fancy. Aww. Make it something super sugary. Super sugary. <laughs> I go and ask Leon for one of their, like, one of their, his special super sweet drinks. <laughs> well, uh, is she I, getting an apple teeny? <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't really do um, specialty drinks, I guess. Uh, I, I have wine um, and I have ale, but I don't really do specialty drinks uh there are just take some wine and put some sugar in it there, <laughs> there are other there are other places in town where you can go for something i guess like that but i i don't have that here so this bar has less selection yeah, than the rundown lux rum <laughs> i mean he has like he has more different kinds of wine and like better quality wine he just doesn't Do you have, have like, he doesn't have like apple does he have or whatever mead? Do you have a mead? I do. Do you have a mead? Yes. Mead. Yes. I'll take. I'll take one. I'll take two meads. Okay. <clears throat> so I can go back to the table. I have one mead, and I give the other one to Kay. Okay, that's two cool. silver. Okay. You're like, I guess, sip at it. <laughs> I love mead. For, for our listeners, mead is oh, topical for a, a group of entomologists because it's made out of honey. <laughs> it's honey. And it's so good. Fermented honey. I love it. Some Here of it is see. super good and some of it is super gross. Yeah. <laughs> what you like. Uh, Peter has feelings, apparently. Can't wait until you guys Never. find the specialty drinks. 
<laughs> you've, only, you've only tried one so far. I put so many specialty drinks in this world, like... <laughs> but, but none, but none at the inn where we're staying? No, no. They're like Easter eggs in a video game. They can't be at the spawn point. You have to go find them. <laughs> now we have to see if we can find all of them. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. And get some Gotta kind of Chivo. I know, right? Well, I, oh, there, was, like, there was a comment before about like whether or not whether or not to do shopping episodes on screen, but like honestly, I put so many like little random things in this game that I kind of hope you do because <laughs> I, it might I just be, like it might be like... fun to make up some cocktail recipes based on some of these. Well, darn it, if you didn't just steal the secret, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what were you I, say? I would just like to. Sorry. I would like to put this out there that, like, maybe if you had made the very first specialty drink that we ever had deal, like, 30% of my hit points in damage, maybe I'd be a little bit more of a risk taker. <laughs> Outright kill, Cedric. Some of, some of the other yeah, specialty drinks take three shots and die. <laughs> I mean... I mean, Everclear does the same thing to me, man. <laughs> yeah, that's... Hammer beer. I think that's one that we found that was actually like somebody else had written it up. But a bunch of the other specialty drinks we made up on our own. We being myself and my husband, who is infinitely useful when it comes to creating things for this world. The husbands are bored. At least one of the things. Um, <laughs> you guys doing anything else with your evening besides drinking? No? Nope. Not at all? Okay. Nope. No, we're just cool. partying and having a good time. Partying and having a good time. All right. Well, thank you so much to everyone who's been uh, watching and in the chat. Uh, War Yoshi, Eric, um, who's the other person? Oh, Misty21. Misty? Yes, yeah. thank you. I think that you might have been a first time chatter, but thank you for being here. Um, we really appreciate everybody who stops by and learns and laughs with us. Um, again, uh, you can find all of our socials down in the, um, the reference section down below the doobly-doo on the YouTubes or on the uh, Twitch or on the podcast in the description. Um, so please follow all of these lovely people on the social medias um, and you can catch up with us on our YouTube channel for the nature chats and other random things. Um, the next time that we will be back playing will be uh, Saturday, October 12th, and that will be a From the Annals of History game. So if you caught our first from the Annals of History game, that was um, Joe and Peter and our two special guests, Eric and Emily, playing uh, some of the crew members on a Tenebrian naval vessel approximately 20 years before uh, the main game storyline. Um, and did anybody catch the Easter egg that was a connection to From the Annals of History in tonight's episode? I did. You did? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you or the You or the viewers. I wasn't there, so I don't know. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to miss the next yeah. one, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Oh, all right. Well, Joe's not going to spoil it. So if you if you didn't catch the 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 little uh, call out to from the annals of history in tonight's episode, I recommend you go watch the previous from the annals of history episode and then watch when we're back on uh, Saturday's uh, October 12th. And then also go back and have a re-listen to tonight's episode and maybe you'll find it. Um, 
But yeah, other than that, and oh, also, um, we've been sort of messing around with the idea of live streaming some video game play on this channel on the Saturdays when we're not doing D&D. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're gonna, everybody's volunteered a whole bunch of games, so we'll be doing <laughs> video game play and talking about the science uh, in the game while we play. Um, so stay tuned for us to... Uh, uh, start doing those broadcasts as well. Um, and also, if you're going to be in St. Louis, um, Urban Chestnut on November 16th, you can meet us IRL. It's going to be great. Anybody else? I think our new slogan should be learn with us and laugh at us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> learn with us and well, laugh at us. Some of our yep. some of our episodes, some of our episodes, I feel like it should be feel the bromance. That too. There's a lot of that happening. Lots of. Um, oh my goodness. I wanna I wanna plug a book real quick. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, Will my cat eat my eyeballs? Um, so uh, this was. Uh, I just I just wanna plug it real quick. I am I'm quoted in this book because you're in it. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I did an interview for this book about like a year ago and then I uh, was halfway through reading it um, when uh, one of my friends texted me and was like, hey, you know, you're quoting this book. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so I skipped it forward a little bit and, and found a quote by myself. But uh, it's a fantastic book. Um, it is uh, Big Questions from Tiny Mortals About Death. So uh, it's, it's written, uh, it's children's questions about death and then a scientist answering them. So if you're, mm. if you're interested in that kind of thing. That's cool. Highly recommend it. And if you, that is fascinating and morbid. I yeah. love it. And if you yeah. haven't heard of Caitlin Doughty, the author before, um, she's insanely cool and she's written at least two books prior to this. Um, and she also runs a YouTube channel and a website. So the YouTube channel is Ask a Mortician because she is a real life practicing mortician. I know her. Yeah, I, well, I don't know her, but I, wa I oh, watch her YouTube channel. I, I met her at VidCon. She's so cool. <laughs> she's awesome. also insanely tall, but she, she's super cool. So yeah, she runs Ask a Mortician, the YouTube channel, and the website is called The Order of the Good Death. So it's all about death positivity and helping people have conversations about death and dying. Um, and stuff like that. And yeah, her two previous books and this new one are all really good. So definitely check out all of her stuff all over the place on YouTube, Twitter, the website, the books. Yep. <clears throat> um, once again, I am the roving naturalist on YouTube. I hadn't made a video in a few weeks because grad school is hard sometimes, but I published a new video today. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to try to get back on that. Um, it's all about aposematism, which is one of my favorite, like, Aww. behavioral ecology things to talk about. So warning colors and why bugs and other animals have them and how they work. Um, Joe and Nancy are part of the Ask an Entomologist team. We've got Ask a Mortician and Ask an Entomologist. That's good. Um, <laughs> how's, that, how's Ask an Entomologist going? We're behind on questions again, as always. Oh. Summer's hard. Uh, <laughs> we have so many questions. Yeah. The wheel yeah, bug questions um, are starting now. Joni, yeah. Nancy, yeah. And I are all wheel bug season. With. Yeah. Joni, Joni, Nancy, and I are all just swamped with other responsibilities. I'm swamped with my grad work, so is Joni, and Nancy has a very wi wildly successful business to run. So. <laughs> True story. Um, yeah, so if that's uh, if nobody else in the chat has any questions and nobody else in the cast has anything else they'd like to pimp tonight, then I guess we'll uh, 
We'll take a break until you see us next time, but thanks everybody for watching and or listening, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.